Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Friday Eve, yes, that's what we call it here on Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks uh, in the seas somewhere, uh, in the keys, in the seas, uh, doing his thing, trying to land some fishies. Look at you. Oh, 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 oh go ahead, Eminem. Do your Boom. thing, man. Oh, oh. Keys, I didn't know seas, it, baby. Trying to get some fishies. Go ahead, man. <laughs> that was bad. That was really bad. But uh, welcome in, everybody. What's up, Tyler Duck? What? Wheat bread. Mood swing, Bella. A dog. Keyboard bread. warrior, Andres. How we doing? How we doing? What's up, Gunner? How was your uh, How was your night? How's your day going? What's happening with you in this uh, on this fine day? My night was good last night. Tonight, tonight, th- this night tonight yeah, is going to be a roller coaster because we have the two little ones again tonight. Oh, no. Oh, Uh-oh. yes. Which means the you're gonna be up till six a.m. See, my 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 daughter loves to do this also. Like she, like when they come here, they don't sleep as well as they sleep at home. Maybe it's an unfamiliar surrounding. But she, oh, little Elijah, he slept from nine p.m. to nine a.m. last yesterday morning. And I always have fake news. I don't believe it. I don't believe. Right. Well, yeah, but he he was just not used to your your cribs. And uh-huh. I said, hold up, we got cribs. We have. Uh, like Rolls Royce cribs, two of them at the foot of our bed. Tricked out, yeah. Tricked with out with, with a changing table in between, you know, laid out. Cha- oh, but they're not comfortable, you know. Uh-huh. A, a bed's a bit, right? They come here, that little boy wakes up one hour, one and a half, 145, 3.15. I'm walking in the walls, rocking his little butt back to sleep and giving him a bottle. Mm. And so now his mother was nursing, and we you got to give him the bottle more. So she's been giving him the bottle. And he's and then she sends us videos. He's holding the bottle like him by himself, like she's a little rubbing milk. it in, man. Like yes. it's easy when they have them. Oh yeah, like yeah. a little. This kid looked like a little milk wine. Oh man, he got the bottle. <laughs> you hear him? Mm. Oh, you hear? Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm like, he don't do that here. Oh my <laughs> like, god! I'm like, you kidding me? That's but fine. you know, I just want to say, you in tone, you in tone, and y'all some cold brothers, man. I'm what telling you off the top of the show. I said, hey man, I'm not ready yet. I'm trying to get ready. I had to rush back here. I was out. I had, um, yeah, first thing, Rob. Oh, yeah, we're out of time. It's your problem. <laughs> you know, Tone. Sorry, D-Gun. Tone, like, tone, tone knows the drill now. He knows. Like, he knows people, 
Man, yeah. CMB. Uh, CMB. Yeah. <laughs> telling you, man. What's up, Christy? What's up, Cal? What up, Ray? What up, Jeremy? Uh, Miguel, hope everybody's doing well out there. We appreciate you guys. Thanks to everybody in the stream. Everybody uh, everybody just listening, hanging out, watching for the day. Uh, Where's everybody checking in from? Got to know. Got to yeah, know. Give us a, yeah, we haven't done a check-in in a bit. We can yeah, go a little check-in. I, I need to as we get our check-ins rolling in. Um, yes. And I'll give you the full review later. But I went out, uh, my son and I, Bobby and I went out last night and we watched, uh, we saw Creed 3. Oh! Creed 3. Did uh, you it, like it? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to get, yes, I'll get into the, okay. the strong right. details later, but I would go like a two thumbs up, really, really strong, four star, absolutely recommend, like, uh, suspenseful, like, you feel like you're a part of the action. It, it was really good, man. Like I, I went in with high hopes, you know that. Uh, but I, I came away with, with super uh, feeling really good. So everybody so, checking in St. We got St. Louis from Eagles realist. What? We got Philly from, from uh, uh, Andrea. What? We got New Mexico. We got DC. We got Hatfield. What? Virginia, Paris, New Texas, Mex- New Mexico. Yeah. Love this Dallas. What? Canada. What? what? Okay. Alberta in the house. Yeah. We got we got we got Arizona. We got we got Ooh. okay, we got Canton. One of my favorite states, Arizona. I like it. I like it. Yeah, appreciate you guys, man. We got we got we got everybody wow. checking in. Perryville. Uh we got Atlanta. Lancaster. Debbie's County. in Lancaster. Yeah, like that, like that. Oh, my wife, Wilco. my wife will be in uh what is it, Lidditz. My wife will be in Lidditz tomorrow. She's uh, doing a speaking engagement there. Okay. You'll be up in Lidditz tomorrow. Nice little area. It is very nice there. Uh, yeah, we got we got all kinds of man. We're all over the place. I love this Kansas, Portland, Oregon, Dang, burrito. Yeah, we, we love the. And if I didn't get to everybody, I apologize. But we yeah, we love. We just oh Slovakia, Robert. What? Whoa, Slovakia. That's a oh That's wow. Impressive. Oh, there's Mama Brooks in St. Louis. Mama Brooks in the house in the hazy. Barbers in Williamstown. We appreciate all you guys, man. And that's what we love. Uh, you know we. We obviously we concentrate more on Philly sports than we do anything else, but yes. you know that's why we talk about everything. We get into everything, and we appreciate you guys joining us from all over the place. So, cool. Chris, Very D, cool. Chris D is in the witness protection program. She's in Hawaii. She's in Portugal. We don't know where the heck she is half the time. That's right. That's you right. Know. That's right. Uh, I, I don't know if I believe Gigi. Gigi's in Antarctica. Antarctica. No, no. I don't man, know if I'm no. buying that, man. I think Gigi's in, in California. Did he say he was in California? Moodswing worldwide. She's everywhere. All right. What? She's everywhere, just in case you were wondering. Go ahead, Moodswing. Do your thing. Yeah, worldwide. Madagascar. Yeah, I know. Now I think we're, I think we may be fudging a little bit. Maybe, maybe just a touch. But who knows? See, we're trying to find out what people are. People are taking it to the extreme now. Oh, my, my yeah, Father O'Neill checking in from Parksburg, Pennsylvania. A, a fine, a fine how lad. Know, He's a great How do you know it's Father O'Neill? I know Father O'Neill because Father O'Neill was formerly a priest at my old parish, St. Lawrence, L A U R E N C, where I grew okay. up. Yes. See, G Meadows in Los Angeles. I knew he was lying. Yeah. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> yeah, G we weren't Meadows. buying. What do you say, Antarctica? We weren't Antarctica. Come on, man. Not buying it, man. Not buying it. But uh, North Carolina in the house. Oh, I love Charlotte, man. Charlotte barbecue. Hey, uh, who is this? Dollar. Do you like traditional barbecue sauce or the vinegar barbecue sauce? North 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 Carolina is known for the vinegar barbecue barbecue sauce. Oh, is that right? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh my okay. goodness, yes. I love uh-huh. them both. Only uh-huh. only I only like vinegar sauce in North Carolina though. 
I got you. Everywhere else yeah. is like, I like my traditional, like the sweet baby rays. Um, that's the way I like more. it. Yeah, yes. I like that way. Man, you probably eat ribs with no sauce on them. No, no, I, I like a lot of sauce on my ribs. Do you? Oh, oh yeah. you love D-Gun's ribs then. Uh, see, my, you bite my me, ribs, it's dripping down your yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, ribs without sauce, they're okay, but it's a game. the sauce is the game changer, man, if you got the right sauce on it. Absolutely. 100%. No, 100%. Well, see, I'll take the sweet baby rays, and I add a little bit of my own to it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Like I like it. I go for. I haven't had ribs or uh, or brisket in a while, man. I, I go for, really for a little bit of both. Yeah, for sure, man. I only do brisket like once a year. Number one, because I don't have time. Number two, because it's like a fifteen hour process to do pulled right pork. Now. You know that kind pulled of thing. Pork, I, yep. I love the pulled pork too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, we, I'll give you. I, like I said, I'll give you the full Creed three. Okay. Some people have varying opinions on it. I'll give you All my right. uh, review in, in the uh, a little bit later. In the show, um, so we got a, we got a bunch of stuff going on here, Derek. We got the legal tampering period uh, begins what four days from now, March thirteenth. Well, you so, tell me, Mister. That's running four clock, days. Running clock. Today's the ninth. It's four days, so we got that <laughs> coming soon. Um, and what you're starting to see is teams making moves, like guys getting cut. Like I think Green Bay is loading up here. They just cut Braxton Berrios. The, uh, the Jets. I'm the sorry, Jets. Yeah. The Jets, not Green Bay are starting to load up to get Aaron Rodgers. And you're seeing some moves being made here and there uh, with, with teams. Teams are cutting people to get under the cap. Some, they just have to do it, you know, period. And and some are gearing up for something bigger to take place. And we're going to have uh, Jordan Raynan join us in the 2 o'clock hour who covers the uh, the Giants, but he's also an NFL reporter. So we'll jump around. I mean, the Giants made a lot of moves, but there's a lot going on in the NFL uh, right now. During this time of year, it's crazy. That's why the NFL is great. It's 24-7. Moving and shaking, man. You just never know what you're going to get day-to-day from the NFL. It's a beautiful thing. There's a report on pro football talk that the Vikings may move on from Adam Thielen. So that's a pretty significant move. Yeah, look, and and let's face it. I mean, I think there's two things at play there. One, he's he's not the same guy. And and two, when you have Justin Jefferson, you're not going to get as many balls coming your way. Well, that's true, but if you remember – Justin's first year, they both put up some pretty good numbers. So what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know, Thielen had an injury, but I guarantee you, once he's free, there's going to be a laundry list of oh. teams standing in line to pick him up. Agreed, a hundred percent. Agreed, a hundred percent. Yeah, he he will wow. not be unemployed long uh, if that ends up happening. Again, not official yet, but that's uh, just some of the talk. And then you're going to see teams again, like just making moves. They're they're either. So they're gearing up here, the ones who are maybe in play for the quarterback. So the ones who are in a, in a situation like the Eagles, yep. where you're going to have to pay your guy, like Joe Burrow is, you know, and all those kind of things. You're going to see some of these teams have to make moves because that's just the way it goes, man. Uh, we see everybody else. I see Dank. I see Gigi. I see uh, Mr. Rudy Pooh. Fitness Rebel, our girl. I see Yacht. I see, uh, I don't even, how do I say that? Da Blonde Boy. I see, see you. I see Baron. I see everybody. We got um, Baron von Cyclonus. Well, here's where I'll agree with Cyclones. Baron in this sense, um, 100. percent I would go after Braxton Berrios, who was released by the Jets. They tried to restructure him, and they couldn't get a deal done. Yep. As far as a kick returner, I'm not talking about as a receiver. Just give me him as a kick returner all day long, guys. Yep. Guys, tough. I'll take him. Yeah. So that that would be uh, that'd be one of interest for me, uh, for sure. And there's going to be other others like that. And I don't think he's going to cost you an arm and a leg. He's not breaking a bank for you. No, heck no. no. Um, but one of the things we're going to do in a little bit with the Eagles, we're going to dive into the restructuring candidates. In other words, 
We've seen Lane Johnson do this before. Could he be in line to do it again? Darius Slay, he's got a $26 million cap hit. Could he be in line to do that? You know, uh, projections we're going to look at, what what the Eagles heavy hitter free agents likely are going to make on the open market, and then we'll do a least likely to most likely to return. Well, Darius Slay just – yeah, yep. Darius Slade just put out there yesterday that he really wants to stay in Philly. He re- he really wants to learn from a new new D coordinator and is one of the captains. He wants to be here to see this thing through. He wants to sign an extension with the organization. Let's see when they come knocking at his door. Hey, uh, hey, uh, we, Slay, well, we need you to restructure, huh? You be like <laughs> Scooby, you like Scooby Doo? Excuse Ooh. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, I think, I, I think he'd be open to a restructure as long as he's not taking Losing a pay money. cut. Yeah. yeah, it's like you want to yeah. give it all to me up front? Whatever. Yeah, I'm good if that's the case. Uh, but, yeah, I'll tell you, it'd be great if the Eagles were in a, in a really good cap position to maybe make a run at a Thielen. Can you imagine rolling out there Thielen with the other two guys, with A.J. and Devontae Smith, what that would Absolutely. look like? Absolutely. Oh, my no. goodness. Yeah, not happening. It's an area they do, they do need to upgrade that. I mean – I, I, for me, Pascal Quez, eh, it's certainly See, Quez. Time to move I, on. I, I was a Pascal fan, but I, I don't understand why he didn't get more looks. Well, I do. I mean, AJ is is Jalen's boy. Devonta is their first round pick. You know, from his former school. I get that. There's only so many balls you got to get. Dallas Goddard his touches. I just thought Pascal would get more looks. He's a sure-handed guy, tough little receiver. Um, you know, uh, has some speed to him. Um, if they come back with him this year, I have no problem with that. If they can upgrade it, more power to it, you know. Yeah. But Pascal's a good blocker. He does all the dirty work well, you know. And that's what you need a lot of times. You look at a, you look at the better offenses, the San Francisco's, the, you know, the Green Bay's. They all have receivers that can go downfield and block. You know, you have to be able to block in those systems. And the Eagles are the same way, you know. Yeah. You know, say what you want to say about Devontae's slider build. We know what kind of monster AJ is. But they're pretty good blockers. But Pascal is. I think the best blocker of all the receivers they have. And, and like I said, he's sure handed. He's like a, a, a fourth safety valve for, for their passing offense. Um, they may have to keep him because of cap restraints. Who knows? Because they have to put so much effort into something else. Yeah. Now you're right. Seen. A lot of, a lot of tough decisions. That's for sure. Uh, beyond the Eagles, you have the Sixers who are off until tomorrow to take on the Blazers at that time. Derek, they're 22 and eight. Uh, since January 1st. So in the 2023 calendar year, they're 22 and eight. They're second uh, ranked in terms of offense and they're 20th ranked in terms of defense. So you got a little, little scale there, man. Uh, Why have we been so down on them? The numbers you just present, I mean, think about it, not just us, but the media in general has been so up and down on them. The numbers you just presented are impressive numbers, but yet we, we still have, yeah, but when we talk about the Sixers, everything is yeah, but why is that? I, I tap into your Philadelphia isms to, to explain to me why. This one's simple. Uh, th- this is a simple explanation. It, it, it's the fact that this team, when you put a fan base through what they put them through with the process, you you are willing to accept a certain amount, but there better be a great payoff on the back end. It's like anything else, Derek. If you if you're putting like a, a crazy amount of work into something, you're doing it with a goal to have a payoff at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think the, because there were so many fans willing to go down this very unique road. Now we've seen a lot of teams do it since, but the, the Sixers were very upfront about it. And, you know, we're, we're losing on purpose and we're going to try to gain as many assets as we can gain. 
they're well fans are willing to put up with it but you there better be the payoff now and thus far you haven't gotten the payoff like when they traded away Drew Holiday and Andre Iguodala, that team got to the second round. Mm-hmm. Steam hasn't gotten past mm-hmm. the second round. And see, I see what Cal Bundy is saying. It all adds up to a second a second round exit D gun. I hear you. I don't disagree with you, but that was behind us. I have to look ahead. I have to keep a positive mindset until we see it unfold. I'm not going to last, uh, let this race to the finish line between Boston, Milwaukee, and the 76ers um, dull my excitement down the road. We we know they match up well against Milwaukee. We know they still have a lot to prove against Boston. And we I've talked about how keep the Knicks in your rearview mirror because the Knicks are a team to contend with. Uh, and I do think you know, a team like Brooklyn, although it's a revamped team, I think it's a better structured team without Kyrie and Durant. Uh, I think they're a more athletic team. And sometimes that can rise up and bite you. But the way you you guys just heard, and I see a lot of people saying because of second round exits, but you guys just heard Rob present the numbers, you know, 22 and eight since the first of the year, second in scoring, and they have been hot and cold. But hey, man, they've won 22 out of 30. That's the bottom line. If they can keep this train going, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I'm not going to let the past two years affect the way I'm looking at their play today and moving forward until we get to that second round of the playoffs to formulate a decision. Yeah. And that's fair. See, here's, here's the thing. Look, I, again, I don't, I never, I don't fault people for feeling the way that they feel like the, the, the suspicion, why am I going to buy in this and just get hurt and all that? I get it. So this is not a knock on anybody. You could, you, I, I absolutely appreciate it and understand it, but yeah. what, to your point, Derek, with them, mm-hmm. The, pro, the, the the issue you have is you're missing a lot of fun along the way. Yes. If you're a fan of the team, you're yes. missing what Embiid's doing this year. You're missing what Harden's doing, Maxi exploding, and 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 some really great wins. You know that yes. Buck win last Saturday was awesome. Uh, so you're missing some really fun things. That's the only issue. Like if you're just going to do the hey, I'll tune in after this. You know when they get to the second round. Okay, I mean that's not a great way to go through things as a fan. Like right. y- you're going to have to take chances. You're going to get your heart broken. It's like anything else. You know. If you're gonna you're gonna dip your foot into the love pool, Gunner, you may end up getting hurt. But if you don't I dip agree. your foot in the pool, then I you're agree. never gonna it's I, never gonna happen. You know, I Jordan agree. said you miss hundred percent of the shots you never take. That's right. You know, that man took over seven hundred and fifty last second shots in both college and the pros, and he only made like hundred and thirty seven of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you you just gotta keep taking a shot, you know. Exactly. And you know, um, where was it here? Um Mr. Rudy Poot. D-Gun, 76ers have been the one seed and still get knocked out in the second round. Regular season doesn't matter. Okay, you're right. Uh, another one said basically fair, but the history of Doc Rivers uh, from Dank Burrito is second-round exits. Yep, you're right. That was the last two years. I can't go in the past. I can't. I just can't. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say I one the, other thing. I get the hurt. I get the hurt, Rob. I do. Uh, but it's a yeah. new season, new direction. there's one other piece. Move ahead, baby. All right, yeah. one other piece. High five. <laughs> There's one other piece to this. I think the other piece is people don't believe, and there's no way of knowing this till we get there, but they don't believe that Embiid and Harden are going to get to the finish line relatively I healthy. I agree. And that's another thing. It's it's like, wow, Embiid's an MVP candidate again. He's doing great things. You could make an argument he should be the MVP, and Harden's having a great year. Okay, what's this going to look like in a month or whenever this season is over in like a month? It's crazy, but um, – that's the other concern with people, especially with Embiid's injury history. 
it falls into the category of proceed with caution. I understand. Guard yeah. your feelings because you're preparing for a major letdown. I understand people don't want to get over enthusiastic. Um, and, and this team could pull the wool over your eyes once again, be a first or second round exit. Yep, I, I get that. I'm just saying enjoy the ride. Yeah. You know, I'd rather be in a sixers position than be looking at some of the bottom dwellers with, with no hope whatsoever, mm-hmm. even get to the playoffs. Yeah. Look, I, I, and again, it's been a really fun year generally, especially late. I mean, they started off like one in five, and you look yes. at their 21 games over 500. Absolutely. They played very good basketball. Yeah, there have been frustrating games. But you know what, though? It's because we the scope that we look at it through is singularly Sixers. Every team has those kind of disappointing losses, for sure. So uh, that's where the Sixers are. The Flyers uh, are back at it tonight against the Hurricanes. So we told you about Tony D'Angelo, Derek. In his situation, he speared Corey Perry the other night uh, in the Flyers game. He got two games for it. Got a two-game suspension. No surprise there. That's all? uh, Yeah, I was said the same thing. I thought it'd be at least five. I saw the video last night, and I'm like, oh, oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, he got off with a slap on the wrist, two-game suspension. I'm telling you, it could have been a lot worse. So he's fortunate. But can we have have a moment of silence for the Flyers? Because they did. (laughs) <laughs> oh, they, they, they did. Can, can we just have a moment of we, silence? We could have done that in uh, like October, couldn't we? <laughs> couldn't we? No, because they started out with that what seven and two start, yeah. and it was a ray of hope. And I kept saying, "Rob, let's just see what happens." I as just, soon as I opened my mouth, I know you were you were like, March. "I have to give you credit." You had a crazy open mind as far yes. as the Flyers went. I'll give you props. Uh, yes. I wasn't seeing it, but uh, I hear and I, and I said prior to the season, wait a minute, you got John Tortorella there. Let's just see what happens. I understand fans are down. Yeah. They came out of the gate like gangbusters, man. People, oh, Flyers, first nine games of the season. Then all of a sudden, Woo. the death march took its toll. And that's exactly what it is, man, to close let it us, out. Let us pray. I'm telling you, man. Um, all right, so the Phillies uh, take on the Orioles uh, a little later this afternoon. Bryce Harper reported today, as as what is, was expected, Derek, with the uh, with the elbow injury. So he's doing the dry, we had Alex Coffey on a couple of days ago. He's doing the dry swings, which means he's not hitting off a tee or hitting live BP. He can okay. swing a bat, but they don't want want him making any kind of contact, uh, you know, with with the baseball. And what he right. said was regarding his status, he said he's really felt great since he got the surgery, but he also knows that he has to be smart and the team has to be smart, and. He said that the uh, all-star game estimate is what they, what they're shooting for. He said, it sounds about right to him. He said, it could really go either way. He said, he could be a little bit early, a little bit late. Uh, He said, I'm not really trying to put any kind of exact date on myself because I just want to see how my body feels. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense. He said, eventually he would like to, to get out there and be an everyday player again. He misses throwing guys out. He misses catching the ball. He misses the fans in right field. But he said, you know, we're going to play it by ear if I'm in the field this year. So we don't know. Mm. I'm, look, I, I'd rather not rush him. And if that means a year of him at, D, at DH, that's fine. I mean, it hey, it worked well play. last year, didn't it? Exactly. That was the other um, thing that was funny that he said. He said, I used to hate the DH in the National League. I love it now, man. See? I'm all in. See? Yeah. Hey, look, hey, look, whatever it takes to get his bat, bat in the lineup, I'm all for it. If he doesn't play the field all year, much as it would stabilize the outfield in general, um, but you look at the depth of this team. Yep. I have no problem with it. Yeah. I have yeah. no problem whatsoever. I, I'm convinced. Look, they, when you have somebody as good as Trey Turner on the open market, you want him period. But I think they especially put emphasis on bringing him in 
to help his bat carry, you know, that team while Harper's down. Right. Right. Really. Do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know. So, uh, Mr. Rudy Pooh, I think we're all sick of second place. Philly has been tortured this year. Yeah. I look, I hear you. I mean, but I look at it this way, Mr. Rudy Pooh. Yes, of course. Uh, would you want to have won it in, in those sports? Yeah. Yeah. The baseball team took it to game six of a world series and the football team brought you within three points of, of a championship, man. It's a, Two amazing runs. Not good enough, but two amazing runs. The bottom line is you you lost to teams that were just a little bit better. Yep. Everybody knew, and even the Philly fan base in general knew, Houston was just a little better, a little deeper than the Phillies. And lo and behold, it reared his head. Yep. Everybody knew Kansas City had that offense just a little bit better. And unfortunately, it happened. It, it, yeah. it, just, it just happens. I agree. Know? In, yeah. in the 76ers, we're, we're preparing for what's to come with them. Right now, on paper, Milwaukee, Boston, just a little bit better on mm-hmm. paper. Mm-hmm. But you got to play the game. They haven't played the game yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, you're right. I so, hear you. got to give them a shot. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and again, I get the frustration. Nobody wants to be second place. But here's the thing I know there is, there's the old adage second place is first loser. I, I've never bought into that. I think it depends on the circumstance. Like, if you're a Phillies team that was 22 and 29 to start the season, fired your manager and got to within game six of the World Series. Absolutely. There's no loser involved in that, nope. that scenario. Okay. Nope. Zero. And if you're the Eagles who were nine and eight the year before and you go 14 and three and get to a Super Bowl, yes, it was disappointing. Yes. But that's not a loser to me. That's a nope. team that is that is on the right path as far as uh oh. Uh-oh. We, we may have a. Uh, a, f- a, f- a special friend of the show joining us right now. Who, who would that be? Someone that you may be familiar with. Ain't, uh, no, ain't no friend of mine, whoever it is. There he is. Oops. Oops. Look at that guy. Okay. B. Brooks. How's it going? Okay. First of all, it looks like you're in a pretty sweet spot, man. Where are we? Well, um, I'm in Isamarada down here in the Keys. And I'm roughing it out, man. I'm really toughing it out, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, it's 80, 82 degrees. Shut up. It's a little windy, though. <laughs> um, son, right now I'm about to go to Ismarado uh, Fish Company, go in there, have a couple drinks. Um, enjoy the sun. Oh, uh, look, Captain Tony. Oh, I mean, there he, he is. Really- yeah, tell Captain Tony, thanks for not inviting me. I appreciate he, he it. Put the name with thanks, the face, buddy. Captain Tony. What's up? We did what D-Gun told me to do. We're going out past 10 miles. You set the rules. I didn't. <laughs> Captain Tony, you didn't do what I asked you to do. I told you to go out beyond 10 miles with him and come back without him. Play, <laughs> <laughs> you were already out 10 miles on his birthday. Yeah. Just saying. So did you guys get any fish? Did you get we, any we didn't go today. It was too it was too windy out there today. So we're going tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. Today what are you is fishing a, for? Today is cocktails. You're getting cocktails today. Yeah. Having, having about, about two minutes. Life life is hard right now, bro. Sure. Life is I'm, I'm trying my best right now to um to to, to suffer through this. Oh, it pains me being out here. In fact, the sun is beating down on my head a little bit, man. Oh jeez. My head a little shiny. Yeah, I'm about I to go see, in. I see a blister on top of it. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm about to go in and eat some grouper, maybe some conch conch salad, maybe something like that. Have a couple drinks. And hey, hey, Rob, I wasn't even getting seven of sevens. I've been getting. I would would be a turn girly drinks, pina coladas and stuff like that. When bro. in Rome, man, you got to drink whatever the whatever the locals drink down there. That's what you got to get. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Like so, 
But guys, just know that I'm I'm doing this for you guys. I'm toughing this up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, Rob, right. ask ask Barrett the question you asked me yesterday about our fishing. What, what did oh, you okay, ask me? Barrett? So here's the question I have. So, uh oh, did we lose Barrett? Oh, he's still there. Okay. Oh, there he is. So, Barrett, if if it was a a one on one, okay, you and Gunner going out fishing, who comes back with more fish? I'm going to come back with more fish because I just want more fish. Now, he'll come back with better quality fish because he'll throw stuff back. Me, I don't differentiate between a big fish and a small fish. I just love fishing. Okay, so you're going to go volume over over the, you know, the quality. Okay. Now, the yeah. other thing that Derek said was if you guys go out to the ocean, you're coming home with more. If it's just, you know, the the, the bay or, or – The or lakes calm, and streams. Yeah, calm and streams, it's him. Yeah, see, I'm an I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ocean fisherman. I yeah. like to go out in the ocean. I like to catch fish. D-Gun likes to go to rivers and 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 lakes and, and, lakes and stuff like that and get bass. We yes. call fish like bass and and crappie and stuff like that. We call that bait. That's what we call it. <laughs> really? the ocean, in the ocean, you catch fish that eat fish like that on a regular. So you, so basically, you, you you're dissing fish, freshwater fish that are considered delicacies across America. For those no. of us who are freshwater fishermen, I, I I never diss it. I'm just saying, like like, watch here. I'm I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. Watch this. Hey guys, this is Shanzi. This Shanzi too. Hey, what are what 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 type of fish do you catch in lakes and and um and um streams and stuff? Hey, bait fish. Bait fish. <laughs> they're, they're, they're drunk. I'm not listening to anything they're saying. They're drunk. I told him to call you when, when he's going to be feeding the tarpon in a few minutes. Every time Barrett goes fishing, he has an excuse. It was too cold. We didn't catch anything. It was too windy. You have no what? excuse now. Uh, you see me sweat. I'm still sweating. Guys, I, I, I'll call you. I'm, All right. I'll, have hey, fun, gonna, brother. Enjoy we're yourself. Gonna feed, we're going to feed tarpon. Have a my few aunt. on me. Have a few on me, B. All right. Have fun. <laughs> Be good. Right, Enjoy, bro. man. See you, dude. Have hey. fun. Man, that looks nice. I got to tell you, man. That, that sun, warm weather. Oh, he's on the man. keys, man. He, he's living the life today. I love it. Oh, good for him. my goodness. He man. deserves it. My man works hard. So that's good. But we do. Yeah. Du I, I agree here. So double, double 007 here. Jacob Media sponsored fishing trip for the stream. D Gun, Robbie, and Barrett Brooks. We, we should do it. We should do our show from, from the boat one day. You agree? I don't know if we could though, because well, it would depend on how far we went out. So we, we can't make sure go we far got a good out. signal. Yeah. Well, yeah. just to make sure we can get a good Wi-Fi signal for the show yeah. and stuff. That's, that's the challenge. That's the thing. How often? I, I'm asking. When you go yeah. when you go fishing, do you generally lose all, you know, Wi-Fi? Well, no. When you fish a lot of lakes and streams and ponds, no, because the surrounding the surrounding land has strong towers. So we don't go when out you too get out far. To the ocean, okay. Well, yeah, but when you got to the ocean, man, these guys, you know, they like to go 10, 12, 25 miles off. Yeah, I, you I get 25 miles out, you can't get any signal half the time. Maybe you know? we just do it from a, from a good spot, a dock or somewhere else where you guys go. Could do that. Or I think if you stay within like a five-mile radius, and, and depending on the time of year and what you're fishing for on the in ocean fishing, uh, you can do a lot of damage if you go within five miles and you're still within range of a good Wi-Fi signal. Yeah. Yeah, who's it who's just said? John Dickerson. Rob throwing up on camera. You know what? That would be that would be good. That would be money, straight that would money. Be viral. That would go viral. Yeah. And since there's no limitation, we're not under the FCC regulations on YouTube. Yeah. You, anything goes. I'm with you. You know I, that there's a good chance that that would happen too, John. Although I do, I will say this. I I have a bit of an iron stomach, Derek. I yeah. went. I legitimately went like twenty years without throwing up. Or twenty more. years. Yeah. You know what? 
It might maybe it may have been 25 without throwing up. I might be right there with you. Yeah. I've had a yeah. number of cases when I've had viruses when I've when I've run to the bathroom, felt like I wanted to throw up and nothing comes up. Yeah. I, I might be right there with at least 15 years for sure for me. Not to say that it maybe didn't come out the other way, if you know what okay, I'm saying. Okay, see. All right. That's all. That's all. I'm go. done. Time out. We'll okay. get a timeout. We'll get a full. We'll get yeah, a full of 20. You set, you set me up. All right. Oh, last yeah. one. I want, I want to throw this at yeah. you, and then we'll we'll get to, to the Eagle stuff in earnest. All right. But I don't know if you saw this. So Josh Harris, who owns the Sixers, yeah. he also has a uh, he owns the Devils. He's yeah. got a piece of the Steelers. He's got a European soccer team, et cetera. He's now partnered with this guy, Mitchell Rallis. I think that's how you pronounce it. R-A-L-E-S, who is a big shot in the D.C. area. He's got the, mm-hmm. the biggest, he owns the biggest company in, in the D.C. area. Okay. Started Sports Talk Radio down there, apparently, too. Um, they're partnering to buy the commanders. You remember, okay. I, I think Josh was initially kind of feeling it out by himself. He might have had yep. some other yep. silent partners, whatever. I don't know. But in bringing this guy in, you're signaling like this is for real because this dude's a heavy hitter. Like as as a Philadelphian, yeah. Okay. The fact that this guy owns the Devils, who are a chief rival of the Flyers, and I know the Flyers stink and nobody cares right now. I get it. But the fact that he and and I don't love the owns the Steelers, but I don't really I don't have that rivalry for the Steelers, even though they're mm-hmm. in state. Mm-hmm. This is different. This hits a little bit differently for me. I don't like it. Now he can do whatever he wants with his money, but I don't like it. I will give you that. That is a diehard Philadelphian statement. I will give you that. I look at it in a bigger picture. Um, he's from the D.C. Washington area. Yes. Who knows? Maybe it's his boyhood dream to own one of those franchises in his area. Well, he's fulfilled the dream of making more money than we can imagine owning <laughs> the, the the Rangers. Oh, wait, Rangers or Devils? Rangers Devils. Yeah, Devils. Devils and part, part of the Steelers, Steelers, European soccer team, and Sixers. the Sixers. Okay. Yeah. So if he if he could fulfill another part of his boyhood dream and buy an NFL franchise, you know what? I applaud him. Now I understand there's that fine line between love and war. It's within the division. You'll look at him a little differently. But you know what? From an individual perspective, you know what? I applaud the man for being able to do that. You know, I said more power to him. If he if he can buy a, a team he grew up watching and worshipped from afar, now he would have complete access. Not just in purchasing the team, but have access to the building, practice facility, walk up and shake hands of players anytime you want. He could he's gonna build they're gonna build a new stadium. He will have his own signature on his new stadium, practice facility. You know what, Rob? You have to learn to be a bigger man. Yeah, you made enough money. I I don't need you dipping your foot into the Washington commie pool. Okay. No, Rob, thank you. you know, isn't that falling under the category of being a little petty? It's yes. Just a little bit? I'm feeling a little petty today. And you know who isn't feeling petty right who? now? Who? Guess who's back? Back who? again, as Eminem would say. There he is. Hey, who? Who? Guys, I'm going to ask you. Do you guys want to see me feed a 100-pound fish? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I want to see a fish jump out of water, grab you by the head, and pull you under. All right, hold on. I, I, I don't know what that, I, they're going to take me doing this. This, this is um. Turn, you can't turn it around, right? I can't turn it around, right? All right so I'll do the best right, I can. Let, let Captain Tony. Yeah, let's see it. Barrett's got his love, Mickey Mouse shirt. Love the Besides, I'm better looking than he is anyway. No question. No question. All right, and here we go. Cheat, and you cheated fishing, Tony. All right. Ooh, let's see. Oh, ooh, okay. <laughs> oh, the seagull's going <laughs> to oh, take it. Seagull, oh. <laughs> the pelican's going to take it from him. Yeah, get them out of there, man. That could be a problem with the Pelicans. Punch him in a snoot. They know, man. The Pelicans know. They know. Oh, okay. 
Okay. <laughs> yo, that was yo, awesome. Yeah. It attacked me, bro. I yo, know, the man. Pelicans the Pel- are after you, ain't man. Ain't no joke, man. Pelicans and seagulls ain't no joke, bro. I'm trying over here. I'm trying. Like, I'm trying. This is hey, ridiculous. B, hey, B. Brook. <laughs> Pelic- Pelicans and seagulls are like gangsters with wings. All right, hold on. Hold on. All right, here we go. These fish are 100 pounds. All right, I just want to show you guys that. I appreciate you, man. Why are there there so many of them in that area? It's because you feed them. These are tarpons. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, (laughs) are they within a cage or something where people can do that as a like a tourist attraction? Oh, they're free. Yeah, you do it now. Go right there. Just go go right there and do it. This way they get a good shot. No, no, we're we're going, guys. All right, have fun, fellas. (laughs) Goodbye. Later. How about Barrett? That's awesome. All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout. Yeah, he, you're right, Duck. Somebody almost lost a hand there. I, I guess it was hey, Captain man, Tony. Tony I was like, who it was. Oh, man, them things hurt. I know, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, he almost pulled back a nub. <laughs> She's right. He'd um, have been like this. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a later <laughs> report that that Barrett might be uh, missing something. I'm just saying. You know, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. All right, let's uh, let's hit it. We'll come back. We'll dig into the restructuring <clears throat> candidates. Who's most likely, least likely to be back? And Jason Kelsey's future. All that and more for the Eagles when we return. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks. We we uh, we get the check-ins with him uh, today from down in sunny FLA. All right, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Because knowing who to trust with your finances can be a very scary proposition. And I'm right there in the front of the line. I, I It was a struggle for me for years. And I finally found the right person. And it's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business and you're trying to figure things out in respect to your employee benefits. That's yet another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Just give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you could email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff. 
Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. up everybody welcome back more sports state jacob sports youtube network hanging out with you on this thursday all right derek so let's uh let's dig into this a little bit so let me throw some numbers your way um and because this this feels like it's almost inevitable uh in my opinion you tell me uh in terms of potentially restructuring a couple of guys you have darius slay who will be a 26.1 million dollar cap hit uh this upcoming season 32 years old. He's in the final year of his deal. Lane Johnson, 24.1 million this year. He's under contract actually till 2025. So they he's under contract a little bit longer. Now, when I say restructure, it doesn't mean these guys aren't getting every penny that they're owed on their contract. Okay. This is not a pay cut. This is a restructuring. It's shuffling around a little bit. It's kick the can, if you will. I don't really care whatever term you want to use. Um, and this could mean, Hey, we're going to give you a signing bonus of, of, uh, 20 million and you, you know, the, your, your salary for this year is going to be 1.5. It could be something like right, that. Right. Does it feel likely that these two are going to be targeted by Howie or have already, and we're going to be hearing about it soon. I would say Lane definitely because he's been so uh, cooperative uh, for the last two times they've needed to restructure. He's been one of the first ones they've gone to, and he's been more than willing to do that to help them be able to, uh, get the type of players they need to keep this team competitive. Darius Slade came out yesterday and said he wants to be here. He, he, he was hoping that he might get an extension here. He wants to work and learn with, uh, from the new defensive coordinator to side. As a team leader, he wants to be here to see this thing through. But, you know, Rob, a lot of players, when you start talking about moving their money around, they get a little finicky, man. But, you know, Darius has put it out there, so now you got to put up. You know, if they approach you about restructuring so that you can make this team the best team you can possibly be, especially on defense, then you should be more than willing to do it, knowing that you're going to get your money. It's not like like you just said, it's not like you're losing money. You're going to get your money. It just may come in different increments. And, you know, to be honest with you, when you consider NFL contracts are not guaranteed, any and every upfront dollar I can get, I understand you take a bigger tax hit. I get that. But you can take that tax it whether you spread it out over two years or whether you get it in one lump sum. 
Mm-hmm. So I just give me the money. If you're going to give it to me now, because somewhere along the line of a contract, the back end of a contract is not guaranteed. Right. I just want to make sure I can get all the dollars I can. If I'm going to get that upfront money and the salary and, and all this stuff, give it to me now. I'll take 100%. it. Yeah, 100%. All right. And then, look, we Lane's done this, by my count, at least twice. It may even be more. So he's been down this road many times. He's not afraid yeah. to, to do the restructure. So yeah. I, I would think yeah. Lane's a lock if you if you go about it with him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no question about it. Um you know, Lane, Lane Lane wants this team to compete at the highest level possible. He he he's won his ring. He got oh so close to winning a second ring. Lane wants that opportunity again to uh, get back to the pinnacle of your profession, and so he's more than willing to do whatever it takes, however he can help uh, make this team as strong as it can possibly be, especially in a mediocre conference right now. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's going to happen. We're going to see more, too. I mean, Howie, I don't buy it necessarily, but the thing that he said, he generally will will try to get in front of these things and, you know, lock guys up longer right. term uh, during the season. Um, but he said he didn't want to do that because he didn't – they were playing so well, he didn't want to look like he was favoring somebody over another player. I don't know. But anyway. Uh, it is a little, a little bit out of character for him not to do that, but I'm, I'm sure that there's a plan. Okay, I don't. There's nothing done randomly by Howie. There's always a plan in place. So I would think the next portion of what we're going to see, and we're already seeing it from teams cutting people, you're either going to see the Eagles cut some folks or restructure some folks because you're gearing up now to pay Jalen and all of those free agents that you have. I find it I find it interesting because this one thing that's not that that out how he has stepped out of character. Normally we've seen some restructuring by now. We haven't heard of seen anything yet. And we're we're what less than a week away, a week away from free agency. Four days. I mean, still a lot of time, but usually how he tampers four days, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, you can restructuring is not tampering. And usually how he has two or three in the fall by now. Uh-huh. None. We haven't heard anything. They've been like, you know, r- radar silence <laughs> during the offseason, except the one time he stepped out and spoke. And of course, he's been on. Uh, he was on Kelsey's podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. But outside of that, you know, it's been radio silence with that front office. It's a little mm-hmm. surprising. And I'm sure they're sitting. I'm, I'm sure they're trying to figure out who do we have a shot at? Who do we need to restructure to make sure we have a better shot of getting this individual to come back? Or who do we need to hone in on? Come free agency. Here's the list of free agents. They have the list just like we do. Yeah. Um, who do we need to hone in on to replace somebody we know we can't resign? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I mean, and to be, be quite honest, all right, Philadelphia. I, I hate to say this, but when you talk about the whole list of players who are potential free agents, Rob, right? Maybe some of those players don't want to come back to Philadelphia. Very possible. Possibility, yeah, you know, very possible. Yeah, they may want to play closer to home. They may want to play with certain teammates they played with in college on another team, mm-hmm. like a reunion. You know, it maybe it, one of the defensive possible. players doesn't feel like this system that either that the side it's runs. Them. There you go. Is a great fit for them. Yeah, maybe they've heard some things about the side they don't like, and it's time to scatter. You know, there's a whole lot of things go into this equation. You know. And people are like, why would you not want to come back? You there's there's a lot of factors here. Maybe the player has an opportunity to play closer to home in front of family and friends, something they'd never thought they'd have an opportunity to do. Let me throw that's oh, huge. Yeah. Let me throw this at you. So you tell me, 
most likely, least likely, whatever. I'll, I'll just throw names at you. Oh, and by the way, pre- let me get this first before. I'm sorry. Let me preface it by saying this. So CJGJ, Gardner Johnson, at the position that he plays, which is safety, which is a little bit devalued, not quite running back devalued, right, but it's devalued. Right. He's projecting in the 11 to 13 range. Okay. Okay. Hargrave is projecting in the $20 million range. Hmm. Bradbury is in the 15 to 17 range. You just see the difference there between safety and D tackle who can get to the quarterback and corner. They're not quite as valued. So that's what we're looking at here with those three. Okay. So with that said, okay. let's start with Gardner Johnson likelihood of his return. Oh, I say slim right now. Slim. Yeah. I'm not um, feeling, I'm not feeling good about him. Yeah. I felt good about it. Like right at the conclusion of the season, but as we get closer to free agency, especially since he put that cryptic, um, yeah, he put that cryptic uh, video out. What yesterday? Yeah, basically uh, a goodbye kind of. It felt yeah. Like a, yeah, you know, thank you, Philadelphia type stuff. And eh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a ploy, negotiating ploy. But like I said, nine times out of ten, when people when players put that stuff out there, that's basically telling you they're gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, all and right. I know, I, I, teams hate that. Teams like, agree. why would you say that? You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Eagles are like, dude. Just you can put that out the second you sign somewhere else. Just exactly. Hold on. Exactly. I think it's a pressure tactic that the players use against yes. organizations to get the fans more on their side. Not that anybody needed to be on his side anymore. But um, Hargrave, Hargrave at twenty. I think Derek. That's one before the season. I thought he's he's going to be a priority. They're going to bring him back. That's feeling more and more remote that he comes back at that money. Yeah, you know what, Rob? He's what thirty years old. Yeah. Um, dude had an incredible year. Uh, the Eagles jumped on him because of the type of um, numbers he put up when he was in Pittsburgh. You know, and, and they knew what he brought to the table in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, players when they hit thirty are on the decline. He's st- he's still on the upswing. Yeah. And based on what he, he he based on everybody looking for that next great nose tackle. I'd have to say, or D tackle. I think he's gone. I mean, he had more sacks than he's ever had before in his seven year career. He's had, I'm looking at his numbers. He had more solo tackles ever. Um, let me see what else is here. Let's see. Uh, so those are, those are the big ones. He's had more solo tackles, more sacks than at any other time in his career. As a matter of fact, the number of sacks he had in 2022 was just one less than what he had combined in the previous two years in Philadelphia. He had four and a half in 2020, seven and a half. So he had 12 those two years combined. He had 11 last year. Yeah, he picked so he's the, still on the upswing. Picked the right time to have a great year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Look, anytime you have a D tackle who can get double digit sacks, it's it's going to be tough. He's a uh, commodity, no doubt. And then there's Bradbury, 15 to 17 million dollar range. Keeping in mind. You know, Slay's making premier corner money also. So that would be that you'd have to have two corners locked in, at least for next year, at a really, really high number. Yeah. I, I, it feels knew, like all three of these guys are gone. Yeah. I, I knew before the season was over. I, I, I knew late December, early January, the likelihood of Bradbury coming back was slim and none. Um, and that's just the nature of the business. You know, he's put himself in a he took he took an investment on himself and it paid off. He took a one year flyer on himself and it's paid off for him. And with teams out there looking for premier corners, 
you know, a team that has one good corner is looking for another good to exceptional yep. corner, and they have the cap space to play with it. Um, he's he's in a great position right now. Now he may have to decide: Do I want to put myself in a position with a team that is that can get me close again to the playoffs, or do I go with a team that's rebuilding? A team, say like the Bears or Houston, somebody right. like that. Um, you know, I can go to Houston and play in you know in D'Amico Ryan's system. But I know my chances of getting to the playoffs may be two years away or at least a year away. And and you know? and you're 30, you know, now ish or you're whatever 30. he is. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you don't you but, have a ton but, of years left. Yeah. But I, I I'm reducing how many cold games, uh, cold weather games I have to play in. I'm in a division where all these teams have domes. So the majority of my game, I've got an eight or nine home games in a dome. Mm-hmm. You know, Indianapolis in his division, a dome. Um Jacksonville and Tennessee are outside, but Jacksonville's a good weather, you know, environment, you know. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of players take that stuff into consideration, man. The bottom line is the money, though. You know, if, if some if Houston is offering me <laughs> 10, 12 million more than a team that might be on the cusp of getting to the playoffs, you know, from a business standpoint, I want that money. I may never be able to recoup. And you don't know when the next time you step on that field, you're going to blow out an ankle, yeah, Achilles, especially in knee. that sport. Especially in that sport, in yeah, I got to take that insurance for myself and my family. And when I start to make the transition into the real world again, I like to have that that the nest egg be that much bigger, so I don't have to rush like most players when they get out of the league. Mm-hmm. They have to rush and find something to transition to. Yeah, I don't want to be in that position. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I don't blame these guys for taking everything they can get. Um, all right, these feel more likely. Let's put it that. Let's put these in the in the more. Okay. I'm, I'm curious right. where you're at. T.J. Edwards had a nice year. Yeah, you know, I think he's very appreciated uh, here. I, I the mm. question I think it, what it comes down to for him is he as appreciated in the open market setting. Not to say teams don't do their homework, but I think we we all the little things that he does I think is appreciated a lot more in this city than maybe it would be elsewhere. Is the mm. secret out on him, or is he still somewhat underrated? I guess nationally, which would help the Eagles bring him back at a cheaper number. I I don't say he's underrated because everybody who's looking for an inside linebacker has 17 games of film on him. Oh, no, correction, 20 games of film on him for this season. Um, I think, you know, we we said the same thing about um, uh, what's Jordan, the linebacker for the Eagles? uh, Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks. We said the same thing about Jordan. But he had the injury factor. That's he did. But he still parlayed that into a nice contract in Arizona. He did. You know, because everybody knew his potential. And he went out to Arizona and played well. And I think TJ is the same, same way. Mm -hmm. So if somebody really wants him, I think that's a push with TJ. Um, Mm -hmm. if it's only a couple million difference between a lesser opponent roster rise and roster wise. And the Eagles, I would think he would stay with the Eagles because he would have another shot to get deep into the playoffs right. next year. If it's a vast different amount, TJ's a smart man. You got to take the money and run. Hey, loyalty is one thing. You know, you're only as loyal to an organization as the organization is loyal to you. Let's face it. You know, well, I think you- Derek, especially a guy like that, you got to get everything you can get because you, yes. you're not going to, you were undrafted, man. Like, yes. you're not going to get. Let's be real. TJ Edwards is not going to get insane contracts around the no, NFL. So every no. dime you can get, you got to get. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I, and again, I know it hurts a lot of fans when, when players leave, they're disloyal, so on and so forth. Well, you know what? The organization is disloyal too. 
Yeah. In a I, lot of I, ways. I never look at it that way. You know, but but the fan base do. How I could know. you leave? How could you leave us and all? But you have to understand, they're businessmen. Yeah. You know, it's a game, but it's a business. And if a team buy, buys and trades you when they want to, when you get that one moment in time when you have some leverage to fortify your financial future, yeah, especially in a game where 80% of the workforce ends up borderline broke or broke, mm-hmm. you got to take that opportunity now. Yeah. Anybody would. Totally. Um, Unless Kaiser, you ask me to play in cold weather climate, I, I ain't doing it. <laughs> uh, Kaiser White, I don't know. This just feels like – it's not happening here. I think that I don't think they were thrilled with the way he played to close out the year either. It just feels like this for both parties is probably over. But maybe I'm reading it wrong. Where, where do you stand with that one? Uh, they will, they will, they will talk to Kaiser, or they have talked to Kaiser. What kind of numbers are you thinking? Here's what we're thinking. I don't think in this case it would be a long drawn out. You know, let's let's go back and forth. I think the Eagles will say this is our case. Okay, we've heard your case. They may come back one more time. Okay, you know what? Wish you all the best in your career. Right. Unfortunately, we can't do it. Um, I, I, especially with Nicobe Dean waiting in the wings yep. to 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 step up. I don't think it'll be a big push for them in terms of, you know, please come back to us. We need you, that kind of thing with mm-hmm. Kazir White. And it's not a knock against him because he's a good football player. But second half of the season, he was inconsistent at best. Yeah. I hate to say right. that, but he was. Let's go Marcus Epps. Um, you know, we're hearing things that, that there's maybe a little bit more interest than some maybe thought initially, um, for right. him. And I know Barrett's raved about him all year. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think on, on him? He's young, he can fly and he can hit all the things that, that the teams are looking for in a, a center fielder, so to speak, or a back in mm-hmm. uh, a guy. And I think um, I think he was more consistent than not. I know a lot of people were down on him watching him. I think he's better than a lot of people have given him credit for. I mean, when I say people, I mean in this region, a lot of people didn't like his play. And I think there are a lot of teams lining up out there to look at him because I do think he's going to get a contract, a good contract, but it's not going to be a contract that breaks the bank type money. It'll be a contract the Eagles will look at and say, that's just a little too steep for our bloods because we have to hone in on something else. If it comes down to, can we keep, if we offered a little bit more to keep Javon Hargrave and obviously you're going to keep Javon or, you know, somebody else or TJ Edwards, you might offer up to Andy a little bit to try to keep TJ, but I don't think Epps will be an, a, another one of those players where Eagles are going to go back and forth with him. Um, hey, look, I, I understand what you're saying. I, we appreciate what you contributed to the organization. Wish you well in all future endeavors. Okay. Um, I'm hit you with a couple more here. And again, most likely, least likely, just kind of gauging. Brandon Graham, we're hearing rumors. Uh, two years, $12 million. Ed Kratz had, it, had the story yesterday uh, of the uh, USA Today that that's what it would be. I said to you yesterday, if that's what it is, I think it's great value for a guy who gets you double-digit sacks. I, some people would counter that and say, well, he only played, you know, 35% of the snaps or whatever. I don't care how many – what the percentage is. I just care about the production. And the production was there. And I still think he has gas left in the tank. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think about that? Um, here's what I was told. I was talking to BG. He said, D-Gun, I don't know where this rumor came from because I guarantee you me and my agent have not talked to anybody. Okay. So I don't know who put that out there. Okay. Uh, he just got a chuckle and said, D-Gun, I don't know where this stuff is coming from. I said, dude, there's like four or five reports that the Eagles have offered you a two-year, $12 million deal, and you're ready. You're about to finalize it. He says, I don't know where that came from. Um, 
Um, me and my agent have not put that out there. We've talked to the Eagles, but they haven't talked you know, a lot about numbers yet, you know. Um, so I'll take him on his word for it, you know. Now, who knows? He may end up signing for two years, $12 million. I don't know. But the right. fact that he told me that I don't know where that's come from, me and my agent have not talked to anybody. I have to take him on his word for it. I, I, think, I think the fact that BG is 34, there's two teams, Cleveland and Detroit, who really want him to play for their team. With ties. He's got ties with, with both ties. teams. Yep. He, the, you know, he grew up in Detroit. Yep. Schwartz is in Cleveland. Uh, so there's there's ties there with both of those teams. Um, if either one of those teams or both of those teams are offering a lot more money, than, I, 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 and I don't know this for a fact. I should have asked him about this. I bet BG went into this offseason thinking, you know what? If I get a few million here and there, some bonuses, prorated stuff, I'm happy. And all of a sudden, maybe numbers have jumped up beyond what he ever imagined. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Cleveland or Detroit, I understand they're not there yet. And I know I'm taking a step back in some ways. But they're in a situation where Deshaun Watson is now in his second year, his first full year at the helm of that offense. And they've got some good pieces. Cleveland's got good defensive personnel. I mean, oh, let's yeah. be honest here. Oh, yeah. Detroit has a great young defensive end who's only going to get better. Oh. They've got some players who are some young players they really like growing their system. They just need to add two or three more pieces to that defense to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Brandon Graham would be that stabilizing force as a role player, as a role model in that locker room, and as a guy in the community. Um, that That's worth something to somebody. I agree. You know, and it might be worth a lot more than what the Eagles want to pay them. And yeah. the Eagles understand it. Anything that happens is not something that's going to catch the Eagles off guard. They're prepared for what's to come. You make an interesting point. I mean, I think about pairing him with Aiden Hutchinson in Detroit what? or pairing what? him with Miles Garrett, um, you know, in Cleveland would be nasty. You know, just throwing him with those two guys. Oh, my goodness. Opposite. Um, all right. I want to do these two quickly just from an offensive side of it. Sayamalo and Sanders. Um I think both guys are going to – I think Sayamalo is going to just get paid more than they can get anywhere near, and they have Jurgen sitting there. And then, I don't know, Miles, it just feels like both – I don't know about both sides. It feels like Miles wants to come back and they're ready to move on. But where, where do you – what do you think about those two? Uh, ready to move on from Miles. Um, Sayamalo, they they would want Sayamalo back, but they understand he's going to be – his his market value is going to be too high. Sayamalo is a good offensive guard. He's gonna he's gonna solidify somebody else's offensive line, you know. They already invested big money into Lane on one tackle spot. They've invested big money into uh, Mylata on the other side. If Kelsey comes back, Kelsey is going to make a decent dollar as well. You know, you got Landon Dickerson on a rookie deal, and you're gonna have to maybe get a younger player like a, a Jack Driscoll or another draft pick on that right side. You know, just to stay cap friendly in a lot of ways and to keep you know disposable income in case you need to do something down the road to bring somebody else in between now and the time training camp ends. So I think Sam Malo is going to walk out that door because he's put himself in a position to make money that he ne- probably never thought he could make. Mm. Interesting. All right. Uh, let's come back, Derek, and we will, uh, we're going to break it up a little bit. We have Jordan Renan coming up at two o'clock and then we'll uh, at one we'll do all of our NFL stuff as well, but we'll mix it a little. A lot happened in college basketball yesterday. Mm. Um, longtime coach is gone. Another one likely to be gone. Uh, the, the A lot of the Phillies teams survive somehow, some way. But there's other stuff we'll get into, some NBA stuff as well, some some weird bad luck for Kevin Durant, uh, Sean Kemp in the news for all the wrong reasons. We'll get into Jeez. all of that. 
all of that when we come back. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Barrett in the keys today. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We're going to talk about pro-action restoration right now. Because if you have a home, you have a business, and you've experienced the inconvenience of, of water, fire, smoke, mold damage to your property, you know how difficult that can be. You're not really sure who to call. But I got the people you can call. Pro-action restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I know I've gone through it on a Saturday. And be before I knew, I I'm thinking, man, I'm going to call this place, leave a voicemail, and they're going to get back to me on Monday. And uh, my parents' house is, is going to be flooded. Well, guess what? I called. Somebody answered. The crew was right out there. They fixed the problem. The price was reasonable. The crew was professional. And it was a great experience all around. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, if it's water, if it's fire, if it's smoke, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. And then some. If you're not sure, give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. 
back, baby. Hanging out on this Thursday, March 9th with you. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Let's tell a friend. Let's tell a friend if they are not aware of the uh, of the show. Let's smash that like button if we could, friends. We do appreciate that. That's for sure. Um, all right, Derek. So we just uh, talked some Eagles and possible restructures, guys who we feel like are most likely to come back. It's all right. Let me, let me just throw this in there before we, we jump into some other stuff that we were going to do. Is this a nothing thing or is this a real thing? Like you are still sitting there unless they know something we don't know, which they very possibly could, but they don't know yet if Kelsey's going to come back Mm. and they, they don't know exactly, at least it it would appear. They don't know the number of what Jalen hurts is going to be making yet either. So how hard does that make things right now for Howie? Because you're in sort of a, you're in a, uh, an approximation kind of game right now with how much money you're going to have to play with. Uh, it's it's, it's got to be it's got to be difficult but I think I think Howie is already allotted. I think Howie's smart enough to know you have to allot x amount of dollars, a very broad general range of what you're going to do with Jalen Hurts and how it's going um it, how much it's going to cost you. And then you have an allotment of money. Okay, this is what we, this is the monopoly pool over here of what we have to play with in terms of trying to re sign our own players or going strategically after maybe middle of the road free agents or maybe a frontline player somewhere who is like a Marcus Epps or a TJ Edwards who's not going to cost you a whole lot to bring in here um, to replace some of the commodity that, that we're going to lose. Now, I, I'm, I've been told that. Right now, it looks like Kelsey is leaning towards coming back. You know, it's not obviously it's not confirmed yet, but it looks like he's leaning towards wanting to play at least one more year okay. uh, beyond this year. So we'll wait and see how that pans itself out. Um, that would be a big coup. But then again, if you bring Kelsey back, you got to pay him also. Yeah, well, well, he made fourteen last year. Sure. Now I don't know if you're going to pay him money. fourteen again this year. Yeah, you know, but if Kelsey wants to play, he wants to stay in Philadelphia. Kelsey's one of those dudes. You know what? Um, I, I don't want to play for chump change by NFL standards, but I'm willing to work with you so that we have another chance. You know, he 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 may want that one more. Well, man, I got within three points of getting a second Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. And I look to my left and I look to my right, and we have the offense to possibly do it again. You know, uh, so it it's it, it's about putting himself in the best position to succeed as well as staying with his franchise, as well as being paid decently for what he brings to the equation. Now it might be less than what he's going to make, but I think he's comfortable with that considering the money he's made and having established himself as one of the best centers in all of pro football and looking at the potential, a very strong potential of being a hall of famer. He's very content with who he is and where he is as a professional athlete. Anything he does from this point on is gravy for him. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is not about dollars and cents. It's about being in a position, being comfortable to continue to do what he's doing. Doesn't have to uproot his family and move somewhere else. He knows the Eagles want him. If he's going to play, it will be for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Um, And then, you know, obviously the Hurts thing is you have an idea, uh, you know, of what you're going to have, and then you got to kind of figure it out from there. So that's that's just sort of where where things are as far as all that goes. Um, All right. Let's go. Hurts. Yeah, I'm sitting on a beach somewhere with my feet kicked up, watching watching ocean waves, and I've told my representatives, "Don't call me until it's done." <laughs> Knowing um, him, though, he, he's on some high school field uh, throwing out routes. Yeah, probably, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're probably right. Or you're working out with some trainer in California. 
You're right. Getting yeah. his mechanics down. But yeah. yeah uh, so for, uh, I agree with you. Um, all right. Uh, a couple things. Uh, Jim Beheim out. Out at Syracuse. So they lost yesterday, Derek. And it was a weird, typical Beheim whiny, you know, indirect kind of pre- like, are you retiring? Or are you not retiring? Well, you know, you guys missed it. I kind of retired last week, but nobody picked up on it. Uh, right. It's going to be up to the school. And the files are like, we hear you. It's up to the school. But do you? Want to keep coaching? Do you right, want to talk? Right. And then he, he gives you a non-answer and, and whatever. So it, it turns out, however you want to phrase it, I think the school was basically like, "We're moving on, Jim. Bye bye." Uh, so he's out. Adrian Autry, who played there, is taking over for the program. See, that's the way I read into it. It was it was really confusing at first when it said he's retiring, he's stepping down. But then when you read his quotes about how I've always said the university will decide if I coach or not. Yeah. Okay. And hours after they lose their final game, it's already announced that Autry is taking over. Mm-hmm. Conversation. Hey, Jim, you know what? This season's not going where we thought it was. 47 years, one place. You put us on the map. You made us a college basketball powerhouse for years. 47 years, man. More than four and a half decades. You know, it's time for you. You've, you've got your money. You won a national championship. You know, time for you to ride off into the sunset. Yeah. I think at this stage, he was okay with that. They're recruiting. And all that stuff, I think, I think it was okay with that. But it sounds, I'm like, I'm with you. It sounds to me more like he's being pushed out more so than him deciding to walk away. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, like you said, 47 years, 1,015 wins, 441 losses. Also had a lot of wins vacated. Uh, yeah, over the years too because, because of, of infractions. Yeah, infractions. Yeah, NCAA infractions. He uh, he goes th- 35 uh, NCAA tournament appearances, five Final Fours. And he, of course, they won it in 2003, the Carmelo Anthony uh, team uh, with, with Hakeem Warwick as well, mm-hmm. who was on that squad. So they win it. He's out. Uh, it's it's gonna it's only a matter of time for this one, Derek. I don't think it's become official yet, but Patrick Ewing's going to be out. It, it's been a disaster. I mean, it's just, I, I hate to see that. The guy was – he was Georgetown basketball. Yes. You know, yes. you, you talk about what he was able to do, the dominance when he was there as a player to what – he was seven. They were seven and twenty-five. I mean, Nova just yeah. beat the brakes off of him yeah. yesterday. I mean, it bad. Oof. You know, he was one of the guys that were that was instrumental in putting a Georgetown on a national map consistently for years, and he was instrumental in helping him recruit a better clientele of, of players to keep them relevant for so long. And you know, you hate to see it, but obviously, obviously, they didn't get the kind of recruits that they were accustomed to having. And maybe he's not the coach that he thought he was, or the organ, or the university thought he could be. Um, you hate to see it go out like that, but you know, when when, you, when you're playing in a conference like they do, and you're one of the bottom dwellers, especially winning only seven mm-hmm. games, it's time to move on. It's time for an infusion of a new attitude, new look, new direction. When you've bottomed out the way they have. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what both what that what Georgetown ends up doing. You know, not the easiest. They have very high academic standards. It's a challenge, a, a challenging kind of school uh, to recruit to. But you're right there in in a very fruitful area that 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 Washington D.C., Virginia, Maryland oh, area is ripe with great players, man, for sure. Uh, all right, so Nova St. Joe's LaSalle all won yesterday. Uh, St. Joe's will play Dayton, LaSalle will play Fordham, and Nova will play Creighton later tonight. Cincinnati, uh, Temple will take on Cincinnati in the AAC quarterfinals tomorrow, and then Penn and Princeton play 
in an Ivy League semi on Saturday. So right. everybody for right now is still alive. Based, well, not everybody, but mo- most of the schools are still alive. So there's there's still some hope there. I think Nova if, – if Nova gets to the championship of the Big East, maybe they sneak in. There would have to be a lot of upsets. Ooh, really? I think, I, I think it's more likely they have to win it. they got to win the whole – I agree. Yeah. I think it's 17 and 15. They've got to win it to get in. Um, when you look at some of the other teams that are on the cusp with, with a lot better records, and I just don't think – this is their year. Sometimes when they have, they've had decent records, their name carries that clout, you know, because they're a solid team that just may have lost one or two too many games than they should have. This team is nowhere near that team. I know they've had some injury uh, injuries this year, but unless they win the entire uh, conference championship, they don't get in. And the conference is down this year, even though Marquette is ranked in the top ten. Marquette's not a juggernaut. They're not a dominant, dominant team, right? You know, so they can beat. Although Marquette beat them twice this year, they can beat Marquette. Marquette's getting smoked right now, actually. Yeah. At the half, believe by, it or not, by losing by ten is what Saint Saint who's it Saint uh, Saint John's. They're down. Yeah, they're Saint down John. eight at, at, with eighteen left in the game. 18 okay, change left in the okay. game for whatever it's worth. Yeah. So yeah, so you know Villanova. Um, you had a great run. Now you've got to find a way to reestablish that. I don't think they they get back in anything less than winning it all. Yeah, yeah. I I think again, I agree with you. I think that's the most likely route that they they're gonna, and that goes for everybody else. Everybody else has got to win it too, like without question. Um, all right, to the NBA. This is just man. If you're Phoenix, you're like really Kevin Durant last night warming up prior to the game, his first game at Phoenix hits a wet spot as he as on his plant foot as he's going he's just going to lay it in he wasn't even trying to do anything crazy and he goes down now he, he got up and, and for a minute was finishing up his workout and then i think everybody realized like shut this down he might miss the rest of the regular season Derek. there's a chance it goes into the playoffs with an ankle grade two which is, is you know it's not quite the worst there is but it's still not good but he might miss the the playoffs a portion of the playoffs that's going to cost Phoenix in a lot of ways. Dude, first of all, you see how skinny his legs are? They're like broom handles, first of all. Yeah. yeah. You know, that dude is the most fragile big man I've seen in quite some time. I mean, he can shoot the lights out. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, man, you talk about a guy, you talk about not getting a return on your investment. You look at how many games he missed for Brooklyn and now Phoenix. You missed the regular, the rest of the regular season. It's it probably it's probably going to cost you. I mean, they were only like, what, seven games over 500 as it was? Well, they, yeah, they got it. They had a slow start this year. Um, yeah, they're, yeah. They're 37 and 29. So they're, they're, so eight they're games in, over. Yeah, they're in the four yeah. hole right now. Like, uh, let me put it this way if the season ended and everything sat the way it is, they would get Golden State in the first round. No, thank you, man. Uh, I don't know any parts of that. No, no. You, you don't want to deal with that right now. And there's a possibility they could slip out of that four hole, you know, with, with not having Durant in there now mm-hmm. because. Chris Paul and Booker are great players, but for some reason, they haven't been able to carry that team this year. Well, Paul's just – he's on the back end, you know. I mean, and Booker, when he's healthy, I mean, he exploded last night. But it's uh, – Paul's not the same guy. And I, I don't love – I didn't love the DeAndre Ayton signing either. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't either. Um, a good player, but I didn't think he was worth that kind of money. Right. But if you look at Phoenix right now, Rob, they're, they're, they're um, nine games out of first they're in the four-hole. Mm-hmm. If you look at look at Golden State and the Clippers, 
they're only three games both behind Phoenix. Yeah. You look at uh, Minnesota and Dallas, they're only three and a half games behind Phoenix. So Phoenix could slip slide away into a, a play-in game instead mm-hmm. of being one of the top six seeds to get in. <clears throat> and who knows, with those play-in games, you know, team gets hot at the right moment. Everybody's launching threes now. Um, there's not a lock without a Durant. If Durant is not there for, until playoffs, they might not even get into playoffs. I know. I know. It's crazy. It can really shift hard for them, yeah, if, if you look at it that way. All right, I, I'm trying to figure this one out. I don't know what's going on in this guy's life. Or, and, and we don't know if it, how, how real it is. You know, he's There's nothing, but he hasn't been proven guilty in any kind of court of law or anything like that. But uh, Sean Kemp was booked on a shooting charge, uh, what they're calling a drive-by shooting in the, uh, in the Seattle area, Pierce County, Washington. Tacoma Police, yeah, an altercation between two occupants of two different vehicles near the Tacoma Mall led to shots fired early Wednesday afternoon. No injuries reported. One of the cars fled the scene, uh, according to a release by the police. A gun was recovered. An investigation is going ongoing, but uh, Sean Kemp was one of the people booked for a felony drive-by shooting at 5:58 local time, about four hours after the incident. Like, well. We don't know if, if, if somebody fired a shot towards them and, and Sean got out and sh- fired a shot in the air and just let them know, hey, I got a piece also. Yep. Or if he fired a warning shot in the air because it got verbal. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is if, if, if the p- participants of both cars get out of the car to start jawjacking each, each other, once I see a dude 6'10 get out of a car, hey, man, have a good day. You, know, <laughs> you, have, you and your people have a good day. I'm done. I'm out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that man's 53 years old. He's 6'10". Yeah. Okay. So unless I'm close to him at 6'8", 6'9", or something like that, <clears throat> hey, man, I, I hear what you're saying. Have a good day. But for him, see, do we know it was him who fired the shot in the air? Do, do we know that for a fact it was him who fired uh, no, the shot? No, we don't know. We don't know any of that. We don't know <clears throat> Okay, so I'm trying to figure out why was he arrested? It must have been because somebody identified him as a, as a guy with a gun. If it was somebody who just fired a shot in the air, they don't know who did it, especially if a car fled the scene. Why would you just arrest him? Mm-hmm. Okay, but you if, if it was him at 53 years of age, what are you doing, man? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Unless somebody's coming at you with a knife, a club, a bat, or something, what are you doing, dude? I mean, seriously? Do you really want your name to be associated with something like that? And then you got to step forward later? I apologize for for embarrassing myself and my family, so on and so forth. I mean, we, we don't know all the details, but st- dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Come yeah. On, man. I listen, I hear you, man. I hear you. And it is frustrating. You know, that's for sure. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up shaking out of that. Uh, mentioned the Sixers off and they're back at it uh, tomorrow night. They get a little bit of a respite Derek, uh, in this, this portion, the short little stint of the schedule here, they get Portland, who, you know, you, you know what you're going to get with Dame, and he's he's going to be tough to handle, but they're sh- they should win that game at home. Uh, yep. And then you get uh, Sunday Washington before you take on Cleveland on Wednesday. Cleveland's going to be a fun one because that, that feels like a playoff yeah, preview yeah, kind of game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't wait to see those two play. Yeah. Um, don't don't overlook um, – who's the opponent on Sunday, you said? Uh, Washington. Uh, Washington. You Washington look ahead. Yeah, Washington <laughs> is one of those teams kind of like Indiana. 
you know, they, they're not they're not talented enough to beat you in a seven game series, but they can upset your evening. You know, they're 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 an athletic team and they they come to play, and they get hot. They're a hot and cold team. They can shoot, and then sometimes you know you wonder what the heck is this mess. So you know, don't look past Washington. I think Washington is going to be an entertaining game as well on Sunday before they even get to Cleveland. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but they look. Th- this is where you need to start winning. So the way the standings are in the East, we were telling you about uh, what it looks like out West. They're four back of Milwaukee. Um, they're two back of Boston. Now, Boston's played. Uh, let's see, fifty-seven to. F- they played two more games. Okay. In the Sixers. Um, so they. Um, you know, there, that some things are going to shake out in the mix there too, in terms of the uh, the loss column, win column, and all that stuff. Cleveland is two and a half back of the Sixers, and the Knicks having they lost, they they had their their streak snapped, uh, but they've won nine of ten. They have all of a sudden put themselves into the mix. They're the five seed at this point. So the Sixers would play Brooklyn if it ended right now. If everything stayed, we we know there's the play in games and all that, but if it just kind of sat where it is right now, they're the three seed. Brooklyn's the six seed, so that's who they would play. Well, um, and, and keep an eye on Milwaukee's uh, next four games. Milwaukee has Brooklyn at home tomorrow night. Mm. Then they embark on a three-game road trip. They play at Golden State, at Sacramento, at Phoenix. So if the 76ers take care of their business, they could creep that much closer uh, to Milwaukee at the top of the standings. Now I'm looking at uh, Boston's schedule coming up, and Boston has – Eh, a more favorable schedule. Their next four games are Atlanta, Houston, Minnesota, Portland. Right. They should win all four of those games. No, they should. You they know. should. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, they, like we talked about earlier, you know, some of this comes down to, at least from a fan perspective, just just belief, faith. Uh, are you willing to buy in? And and some won't. I mean, there's not that much regular season left. I mean, they're yeah. done in a month. Yeah. So some people are just going to say, call me when the playoffs start and or call me when the second round starts. And that's just the way things are, man. I, yeah, I just I just know in a definitive – in a series, I want to have that definitive game. You know, I know Barrett says I don't care about seeding, just get to the playoffs healthy. Yeah. I want that de- I want that definitive seven, potential seventh game in my backyard. Yeah. I don't like going into enemy's territory because, you know, you feed, off, you feed off your crowd, man. And, you know, basketball is a little bit different than football, but still. Um, I, I'd much rather if if the Sixers have a chance to creep to the top and be the number one seed again, I like that a lot better than them being a three or four seed. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right, let's step aside. Let's uh let's come back and we'll dig into the NFL, Derek. And there is a lot to dig into for sure. Uh it looks like the Rogers Jets thing is getting really, really close. The Ravens trade uh, away a quality safety. Uh, to the aforementioned Jets. Calvin Ridley has something to say about the way things have gone down with him. Some players cut, some people moving up, heating up in their marketplace. And we're going to get into uh, later in the segment, coaching hot seats going into next year, guys. Ah. And it's not just the usual suspects, some pretty big names on this list. So we'll dive into that uh, too when we get back. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis Barrett's off today. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We're going to talk about Flynn Tree Services right now. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted tree off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any types of issues in your yard and your property, they're just a quick phone call away. 
They and they service southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware as well. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we got probably one more push here with the bad weather, right? It's a good time right now when it's a little bit more mild to get your trees evaluated. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Sports Take Thursday. Hanging out with you. Hope you're doing great out there. Rob Ellis, Derek Dunn, Barrett off. I am. Today. You are. I am too. It's I sunny am too. outside. It's 51 degrees. It's not 81, but it's 51. It ain't snowing. Could be uh, a lot worse. My yep. cousin just texted me again. They're expecting 48 inches more snow in Milwaukee between tonight and tomorrow. Damn. Keep it over there, brother. Have fun with that. Yeah, I know. I hear you, man. Hey, by the way, South Palantonio will join us tomorrow. Yes, sir. So we're looking forward to to that Jordan Raynon uh, we'll have at the top of the hour from uh, ESPN.com. All right, let's hit a couple things here, Derek. I guess we'll start with Aaron Rodgers. I, I, it, like the soap opera continues, but it appears as if we're getting close. Um, the reports are that the meeting went very well in California. Uh, Diana Rossini had this from ESPN this morning um, and you know, basically went on to say that Jets are very optimistic at this point. And the, the word is it's going to take a one and something else significant, but not a one. Okay. So that's kind of what we're looking at here. Um, you would figure maybe a one from this year and a two from next year or a three or something like that. Man, I, it it feels that, like this is close. If I could get that one and that two from the Jets this year. Whew. I don't think you're getting both. Not this yeah. year. You're both you'd have yeah. you'd have three of the top 43 picks in a draft this year yeah man yeah hey look Aaron Rodgers you know me growing up in Wisconsin you know my story um he served this organization well um there's a lot of things I don't trust this Green Bay organization about especially when it comes to drafting receivers they just totally neglect drafting receivers in a first round for whatever the case that may be but the one thing they've gotten right over the past my goodness three, four decades is the quarterback position. Um, I grew up, saw the latter tenure of Bart Starr. And let me give you a little history here. After Bart Starr, from 1971 up until a young guy named Brett Favre took over this team in 1992, Green Bay Packer fans had to endure Scott Hunter, Zeke Barkowski, Jerry Taggy, John Hadel, Len Dickey, David Whitehurst, Randy White, Don Mikowski. Now think about how many years that is. Yeah. They went to the playoffs two times between 1971 and the 1992 season. Two times mm-hmm. over that span, 20-something years. Mm-hmm. In the, since 1992, they've had two franchise quarterbacks. Now, they've only won two Super Bowls between 1992 and today. Right. They've been to three. It should have been to a lot more. They killed themselves in the playoffs in, a, in an Aaron Rodgers era mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. Um Green Bay knows when it's time to move on from a quarterback. I'll give them that. They had that guy named Aaron Rodgers. You know, people were screaming when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Why would you draft him in the first round? You didn't need a quarterback. Lo and behold, he sat on the bench three years. Look look at what he became. 
Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jordan Love. Why did you take a quarterback in a year when the receivers are dropping out of the skies? They were planning for their future. He sits on the bench three years. Now it's his time. I don't know if a Jordan Love will ever be a Brett Favre or an Aaron Rodgers or maybe even a combination of the two, but I trust the fact that they knew what they were doing in terms of the quarterback situation, the way the Eagles obviously did, making a transition from Wentz to Hurts. So if they can pick up a one, right now Green Bay's sitting in a 15 hole for this year's draft. If they get the Jets pick, they would have the 13th and the 15th pick. Now, let's say they got – a one this year and a one next year. That means they would have two first rounds this year, two next year. It's not a bad haul. Yeah. Not a bad haul at all. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's happening. I think it's going to happen as soon as it can, can happen, but we'll know, you know, even before it's legally, you know, can, can come to a head. We'll sure. know uh, for sure. So according to Michael Barty, Michael Barty was on uh, the Pat McAfee show earlier today, Derek. And he said that the Rams are absolutely shopping Matthew Stafford. Now that doesn't mean that there right. are takers. I think they're in blow-up mode. I think they're in try-to-clear-cap-space mode, and I think they're trying to get draft picks back because of the way they went about it. Like, I think what they're doing is they're saying, you know, we get it. We want it. We went all in. We want it. Now we're paying the piper. Now we're going to go through a – try to do a quick recycle of this thing, get some picks back, you know, and and try and, you know, recoup some money. I I think that's kind of what they're looking at. Hey, Matthew Stafford would be a good fit in Vegas or Carolina. I would, I wouldn't, I understand Vegas would like to have, they would have liked to have had like a shot at Aaron Rodgers. Um, but Matthew Stafford, you put him in that Vegas offense. I think that's a winning situation. I'm not saying they're, they're, they're Super Bowl contender, but they, I think they would be in just as good of a situation as they were with Derek Carr. If they get some things straightened out on their defense. Uh, Carolina, all Carolina needs is a quarterback to be relevant. Now that Derek Carr is in New Orleans, if we got Matthew Stafford to go with the talent we have here in Carolina, we feel we can compete with New Orleans equally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And give us a shot. Even if we were a nine and eight team, we could still have a chance to win this division. It's not bad. That's not bad either way. You yeah. know, if Carolina and Vegas are willing to get up the picks that the Rams are looking for so they can move in a whole new direction, I think it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I, I, I get, let me throw one more in there. How about Washington? That's another one. Yeah, I forgot about them. That's a good point. It would point. be very interesting with Stafford. Oh, my goodness. And if I'm Stafford, let's see. Do I want to play for Daniel Snyder? No. There's a possibility he's selling the team. That's a plus. I get to throw to Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, I got Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. I've got a good tight end in Logan Ryan. That's not a bad situation to I be know. in. I'm thinking not a bad situation at all. Keep the, keep your eye on that one. Uh, a little bit under the radar. So, um, Kelvin Beacom, who is one of Kyler Murray's uh, offensive linemen, and he was on uh, Arizona Sports 98.7 in Arizona regarding Kyler said, quote, be a man and grow up. I didn't say he lacks leadership. Ooh. I just think he needs to grow up a little bit. Now, he heaped some praise on him in, in, with the fuller length of the Ooh. quote. But he also said, you know, you got to be able to lead all the men in this locker room, not a certain portion of men in this locker room. But this is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the first time we've really heard this, this internally uh, with a Cardinals player. Wow. Yeah. Um 
Let's see. I'm trying to see now that you said that. I'm trying to see if if he's a free agent. <laughs> I'm trying to see where he is. Um, let's see. Draft. Okay. Draft free agents. Uh, free agency. Here we go. Draft free agent draft tracker. Uh, Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Let's go to Arizona. And let's see. Do, 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 do. Why is it coming up with all these teams? Doggone it. Yeah. Uh, let me go back to teams real quick. It won't it won't pop up. It's locked in. Okay. All right. Well, but, you, but said, anyway. you said Beacom. What's his name? Kelvin Beacom. It is um K-E-L-V-I-N-B-E-A-C-H-U-M is his last name. Beacom or Beecham. Either way. Yeah, one way or the other. But he is uh he's on record here. Whew. Yeah, he's on record. That does not bode well. Um, I tell you what, Jonathan Gannon has a little mess on his hands here. Yeah, I don't. I don't like anything about that spot. I, I wouldn't like it for anybody. No, really. no. I mean, I love the weather. I love the area, but to take over that team, and now you got offensive linemen speaking out because if he says it, you know, more people are thinking it. Okay. Yeah. So he's just he's just brave enough to say it. Wow. Uh, now, now as the new coach. You got to come in and mend some fences. First of all, you're trying to establish your identity. Well, on top of that, now you've got to mend some fences because I guarantee you, uh, there's more than one player that feels the same way about Kyler Murray having to grow up. So you've got to do some healing as well. You can't just go in and coach. Um, he's a free. Okay, Tone said he's a free agent. All right, yeah. well you can say that when you're a free agent walking out the door, but still. There's a contingent of players left. If I'm if I'm Kyler Murray, when I walk in that place, and I don't even know if he cares or not, I've got to say to myself, I wonder what re people really think about me. Now, Kyler Murray's got money that a lot of those players will never see. Um, I'm hoping that statement will pierce him somehow and help him grow up and and understand that you got to change your ways to be a leader that everybody, not just a few people, but everybody is willing to follow mm -hmm. if you want to be successful. Um, but now, Gannon, Gannon can't just go in to coach. There's got to be conversations. It's a fresh start. You know, you know, whatever your feeling is, let's put that out the door. We, it's a new direction. Let's start over. You know, it's bad enough you got to be a, a psychologist to 53 different personalities. Now you've also got to be a babysitter as well? Yeah. And I don't know if Gannon's cut out for that, to be honest. Well, I mean, the, the one thing we, we always hear about him is his people skills, his communication skills. Um, Ooh, who does that sound it, like to you? Well, that's going to be put to a test now. Big time. Put to the test big time now, um, for sure. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Calvin Ridley. This was interesting. He, he uh, spoke to the, uh, the Players' Tribune and basically, you know, owned the, the gambling suspension that he got. He said, I was in a very dark place. I, I was, you know, in the throes of depression. Uh, and I was just looking for something to kind of speed the day up, give me an escape. And I opened up the app and I bet on, a, you know, a couple of sports, including football. And it was a, a stupid mistake. Worst mistake of his life, uh, according to, uh, to Calvin Ridley. And, and look, there is a really fine line here, Derek, because all we see every second are gambling commercials and, and the league is is sponsored in in some ways and in, in, in bed with the the gambling uh you know apps and whatnot. So it is a fine line you're walking here. 
um, if you're the players. But they do make it very clear, despite the fact that we have sponsors, you know, with these companies, you can't bet on football. He knew it, yeah. but I, he's not ducking this. He owned it. He said he made a mistake. Anytime the word depression is attached and anxiety are attached to anything, I, I'm not going to sit here and judge an individual because um, I know people who deal and fight with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I know the dark places it takes them, and I know what a lot of people try to do to combat it. And sometimes it's, it, it's, it's the wrong avenue to take in terms of try to combat it or shield it. Um, the fact that he owned it, you know, admitted he was wrong. Uh, you, you have to leave it at that, you know, unless you have depression or anxiety, you, you can't judge people that go through it, man. It's an emotional and spiritual struggle. Like you wouldn't believe stories that I've heard firsthand from people who deal with that, man. It's like frightening in some ways. Yeah. Now there's different levels of it, obviously, and people combat it different ways. Um, but I, I'm not going to sit here and chastise a guy who said he was fighting depression you look for different distractions to get to try to get get away from that dark place, whatever the case may be. And he did. He took the wrong avenue. He took the wrong road to deal with that. Paid the price. Now he's back. Yeah, you know, and I also fully reinstated him. So. Give him credit. He's not ducking it, uh, and he's yeah. owning it. And that to yeah. me, that's yeah. let's go second chance, let's man. Yep. Yeah. I don't. I, and I don't disagree with this either. He said, "With this dude, I have playing quarterback for me and going to this team in Jacksonville. You could book it if I stay healthy. I'm getting you 1,400 yards and." Okay. I don't doubt it. Um, you, you, a Doug Peterson offense that caters to the receivers. Um, and you look at the, you look at the success that collection of receivers had this past season. You put a Calvin Ridley in there. He's your number one receiver. If he's back in shape, back in top four, he's their number one receiver. Hands down. He could easily get 13, 1400 yards in that offense with Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, just like Justin Jefferson said last year, he wants to be the best receiver in football. And he was, Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley can do easy, easily 13, 1400 yards. Yeah, I'm with you there. Oh, all right. So the uh, the Ravens trade Chuck Clark safety to the Jets. Uh, Ooh, he's a nice player. Yes, he is. Ooh, Jets getting a little bit stronger on the back end of that defense. Yep. It's not hurting them cap wise um, to bring that contract in. Man, I tell you what, the Jets are putting themselves, man, to make some noise, man. If they pull off this deal with Rodgers. Man, I tell you what, there are uh, Buffalo. Be, be be wary of what's coming because uh, Jets ain't joking right now, man. They've had a great draft last year. Um, if they get a future Hall of Fame quarterback, they added the skid Chuck Smith on the back end to go with what they already have talent wise on defense. I don't know, Rob. When we start analyzing and breaking down who we like as our favorites come August. The, the word Jets may come out of my mouth when we start talking about the AFC East, man. Yeah, it does it often, but yeah, I I, yeah. I know. Listen, I hear you, I hear you, and you got a Buffalo team that's that, that can't, hasn't quite been able to, to mm. get over. The, you know, they've been climbing up the mountain, and they haven't been able to quite get over yet. So, and I don't, you know, we don't. It's hard to gauge what what Miami's going to look like with Tua. It's hard to gauge what New England's going to look like with a real offensive coordinator. So it's a it's an interesting division to say the least. Mm. Uh, is the AFC East all right? So Jimmy G's uh, market is heating up. You know, no surprise because a couple other pieces fell into place. But if you look at it, the, the teams that make sense, uh, certainly, I would say the Raiders, I would say Carolina, I would say potentially Washington, um, maybe Tampa. Uh, 
uh, look at some other a see i don't think any of the texans or, or some of those other teams that are picking high make any sense you're talking no. about middle of the road first rounders first round people where they're selecting them would be the most likely candidates yeah, Houston doesn't make sense because he's not going to have the bargaining chip he has down there. He's going to have to go in. If he took the Houston job, he's going to have to go in realizing you're a temporary stop to when we get our young guy ready to go. Yep. If I'm Jimmy G, especially this stage of my life, my career, I want to go somewhere where I have the opportunity to establish myself as the man. And when you look at Washington, Tampa, and you know Vegas, those are places I could go in and be, and be the man. And in all three places, you're pretty good pass catchers. You got Godwin and Mike Evans down at Tampa, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams in Vegas. You know, we talked about the collection of receivers they have in Washington. Yeah. You know, Carolina's another possibility, an up and coming team. Uh, Jimmy G's in a good spot in terms of being able to look, go back and forth, serve and volley with who's desperate enough to, to flinch first and offer him more money, maybe, than he's worth. But to give him that opportunity to be their long-term solution at quarterback instead of a short-term solution. Yeah, and, and you know what you're getting with him. It's not necessarily going to be spectacular, but if you feel like the right. rest of your team is good or close, that's where he works. I mean, San Francisco was perfect. Really good defense. You could yep. run the ball. Uh, you had good weapons around him where you, you could do a lot of sort of shorter passing game kind of stuff, get the ball out quickly. That's what you uh, need to have. If you don't feel like that's what your offense is, you better not even think about it. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy G's a great game manager. He's not an elite quarterback, but he's a great game manager. And all three, all those teams we just mentioned could do a lot of damage with him managing their offenses. You know, they have a talent. Is except when it comes to Washington, they really need to upgrade their offensive line. Yeah. But they have everything else they need in terms of running backs and wide receivers. Uh Carolina's got some good young nucleus there. We know what we know what the Raiders have. Um we and we know what we know what Tampa has. Tampa has good wide receivers. They they don't run the ball well down there. They've got to fix that and make that a more balanced offense. Um, Todd Bowles defense. I mean, it, you know, their defense fell by the wayside, but they were so banged up on defense last year it was ridiculous. You know, if they can keep their guys healthy, Tampa Bay's defense will bounce back as a top ten, top twelve defense. Mm -hmm. So Jimmy G, if I'm Jimmy G. All right, spin the wheel. Where are we going? <laughs> Well, yeah, and he's also, you know, not um, tied down because of being under contract. He is a free agent, so he can right. he can make the decision wherever he wants to go. All right, let me hit you with these. These are coaching hot seats. Now, let me preface this by saying some of the coaches and the, those coaches' teams were really good last year. Like, for example, you know, Buffalo. Buffalo was a, was a really good team. Yep. But they haven't been able to get over the hump like we talked mm -hmm. about. So the, that's why I have them on the list. You're talking about a 13 team and three team. Some of the, a lot of these teams, a couple of them at least, are playoff teams. All right. So let's start with that. Is it valid? Like, let, let's say next year Buffalo has a, they're 12 and, uh, I don't know, five. Okay. And they either win the division, come in second, they do win a playoff game, but don't get any further than that. Is, is or Shaw, should Sean McDermott be on the hot seat because they built a really nice thing with him there? But ultimately, at some point, you may view it as we need somebody else to be able to get us over the top. What do you think? It's not often that a that a coach would have back to back double digit win seasons would be 
put on a hot seat, but in this case, you're right. Because of the way they built this team, and you went, they look and brought in Stefan Diggs to upgrade the receiving core. They were a dominant team for a couple of years defensively. They've lost some players uh, last couple of years and out of free agency. They didn't. They fell back even further this year a little bit. As an ownership group, yes, you have to seriously look at that. You know, you know, Sean, you're a good coach, but at this stage, considering what we have, especially with uh, Josh Allen here, we just don't think you're good enough to take us to where we want to go, and you would have to part ways. But then you look at a guy like Mike Tomlin, who's had winning seasons every year he's been with the Steelers 16 years. They, they don't move. You know, they don't move in that regard in terms of being too, too skittish to, to move on from Mike Tomlin. If I was Buffalo, it would have to be a Sean Payton-type coach before I would give up the reins. Obviously, the players love playing for Sean McDermott, so you'd have to bring in somebody with a pedigree. You can't bring in some dude off the street. Some some assistant coach, some college coach. Yeah, yeah, you take over that major team. Major upgrade type yes. thing, or like yes. big name. Yeah, you have to get a big name to go in there and, and get the respect of those players right away. All right, all right. That's a, that's an interesting one, Robert Sala. You know, we've talked about all the moves they're making. Ooh. You know, likely to to go after or at least land Aaron Rodgers on top of a great draft, on top of you know an aggressive couple aggressive moves here so far in the offseason. Chuck Clark being among them. It, 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 no matter what happens this year, it, does he deserve more time? Or are they to, at a point now with, as a franchise that you better win, man? How many games did they win this past year? Uh, let's Not, see. Nine? Was it nine? Yeah, nine, I believe. Nine and eight? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Seven and seven. And oh, ten. Seven and ten. Yeah. So they lost their it, last six there. You remember all it was just total disaster. Zach Wilson okay. sucked. It was like Flacco. Mike White got hurt. It was bad. It was bad. They lost together. Yeah, they they going into that. They were seven and four going into that stretch. Um, I think Sala will get at least two years if this happens. If Rodgers goes in there and takes them to the playoffs that first year, that's a win-win for the Jets organization because they're moving in the right direction. Yep. If he do, if he takes them even further the second year, that's a win-win. Right. If they regress in either that first or second year, Salah's out. Yep. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. If, if they go do all of this to get Rodgers and they miss the postseason, yeah. g- goodbye. Yeah, but yeah, if you yep. get in and or win one, because let's face it, for that organization, winning a playoff game is, is an accomplishment. Is a plus, yes. All right, fair enough. Uh, John Harbaugh, and, and I'll ask you for very similar reasons, Derek. You talked about a ten and seventeen last year. He's been there since, uh, man, I, I think it's like 14, fifteen years, thirteen, whatever it's been. Yeah, he's won one. Uh, and they're not an organization that looks to move on quickly from coaches. We know that no. there's stability there, but still, you know, th- it's it's been a while. I mean, they won that Super Bowl when he played his brother, who back then was coaching the 49ers. It's been a long time. Hmm. If Lamar's back, I think John's safe. If they have to go in a different direction, they may use him as a scapegoat next year, depending on who's the quarterback uh, to clean house and start over and move in a different direction. But I think with Lamar back, puts Baltimore right back in the thick of that the, the division title for the race, uh, race in that division uh, in the AFC uh, North. Um, that's a tricky one. They have a lot of respect for Harbaugh and what he's done for that organization. Um, 
they would really have to they, that team would really have to bottom out before they got rid of a John Harbaugh yeah. because they're they're a team that's similar to the Green Bay's and the Pittsburghs. They don't make hasty decisions on coaches, head coaches down there. It is a slow, methodical process before they move on. Even even if there's a public outcry to move on uh, to a new coach, they just don't do it until they feel they're backed into a corner and have no choice. Okay. Uh, Mike Vrabel. You know, I thought he might have been gone last year. Yeah. That was a disaster, the way that that thing finished up. Um, They lost seven straight, Derek. They finished seven and ten. They were seven and three. Yep. Yep. Three and five at home, four and five on the road, bad in the division, bad in the conference, a minus 61 on the season. Um, know, they're coming back with Tannehill again and apparently shopping Derrick Henry. But um, this I, this feels like a, they're one bad year away from him being gone. If, if Rabel doesn't have a winning season, he's out. If they don't make the playoffs next season, he's out. Um, you know, he's, he's the one who endorsed Tannehill. Now, I don't know yeah. if he endorsed it because that's what ownership told him to do, but he put his neck out on the line for Tannehill. If they can't win, you know, they, in, in, in consecutive years, they could lose A.J. Brown and Derrick. You know, Derrick Henry, Yeah, it's not an enviable position to be in when you lose that kind of firepower in your offense, especially an offense that struggled down the stretch. But if they if they don't get in the playoffs next year, I think uh, Vrabel will be putting his resume out looking for work. Okay, I agree. Um, Kevin Stefanski. This is where I, I think this guy got a pretty unfair shake. I, I mean, you saddled him with the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Mm-hmm. What did he miss, the first 11 games? You know, uh, and uh, it really, it was just like a circus from the jump. I, I, I do feel like that guy is owed at least this year. To, to, and I'm glad. Absolutely. They kept him Absolutely. Yeah. Now you have Deshaun Watson for a full year in your system. You have talent on both sides of the football. You have to make a definitive statement in your overall play and the wins and losses uh, for this organization. If you cannot get us more wins than losses, we thank you for your service, but it's time to move on for him. Um, you know, he's considered a good offensive mind. You have to show it this year. You got the quarterback you want. It cost us a pretty penny. All this other stuff that was over him is behind him now, although some people will continue to bring it up. But for the most part, legally, it's behind him. Now all of our all our franchise quarterback has to do is focus on playing football. Okay? Yeah. And we'll get to the necessary pieces and free agency and the draft. From there, it's on you. And if you can't get us into the playoffs – uh, your time here is done. Plain and simple. All right. I like that. Um, another one I think should have went. And you had the chance. You had the, It was begging. You had Sean Payton there. But with Justin Herbert, you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Brandon Staley with the Chargers. Yeah, he made, he made a glaring mistake down the road by playing Mike Williams in a meaningless game, and it cost him to have a star receiver Ridiculous. in a playoff game. I was shocked that the Chargers stuck with him. Um, in that regard, but here's another one. Um, he's got, he's got plenty of talent on defense. You have to have a top five or six defense with that kind of talent that you have. Um, you've got the quarterback, you, you've got the pieces you need, Austin Eckler and all these guys, you've got the, you've got what you need. You got to show us something. We, we gave you a mulligan, you know, you could have got fired this year. We gave you that mulligan. Now you've got to take it to another level. If not, hey, plain and simple, you got to go. You've got to go. Um, Josh McDaniels in the ve- in Vegas. 
they were a team with playoff expectations. Barrett had them in the playoffs. He had them winning that division. Not to pile on Barrett, but he's not here, so what the heck. Uh, and they were god-awful. I mean, they were just flat-out terrible, losing games in excruciating fashion, Dirk. They finished 6-11. Yeah. They lost their last three. Third place in the West. Only The only worst team was Denver that was just beyond belief. Um, I, I, I don't know how he's not on any kind of hot seat. He's got to be – his – his buns have to be toasting right now. Yeah, really. You need you you might need sitting a, a, a bathtub of cold water to cool off your backside right now because your backside is on fire. Yeah, you you de- he's definitely he's at the top of my list in terms of one to watch for. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, is, is he is, is he a a one year deal basically for two thousand twenty three because you have not lived up to what we thought you would be in, in, in that inspiration we thought you could be to get this team over the hump. Um, decision-making is a question. You have to prove us wrong this year, or we are looking at the next young mind to come in here. All right, you know what I'm doing? I have a bunch of others, which I'll save for tomorrow, all right? Or maybe we'll do them at the end of the show. Either way, we'll, we'll get to them. It'll okay. either be tomorrow, later in the show or tomorrow, but we have Jordan Raynon coming up, so let's get a timeout in here, Derek. We'll come back. We'll talk to him about Daniel Jones' contract, which the more I look at this, the more it seems pretty team-friendly, as crazy as that sounds. But we'll we'll, we'll dig into that, Saquon. What he thinks about the Eagles. We haven't talked to him since the Super Bowl. What direction they may go. We'll get into all that stuff with Jordan Raynon from ESPN.com. When we come back, that's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Razor technology. Yes, cybersecurity, in fact. Protecting data is a security imperative for businesses of all sizes. Choose a partner in Razor technology with expertise in the latest threats and proactive tools to lock down every endpoint with a zero-trust approach that makes certain only authorized users gain access to your systems. Razor delivers enterprise-wide insight into every component of a security plan across identity devices, information, apps, and infrastructure that threat-prioritize recommendations. We design, deploy, manage, and monitor secure solutions to enable modern business to safely communicate, collaborate, and thrive in the modern marketplace. Whether they're working in person or remotely, on internal infrastructure or in the cloud, and in every possible hybrid arrangement. Choose Razor Technology to protect your digital assets, establish an organizational-wide security posture, enforce safe practices for identity and access management, and secure hybrid work remote forces. Call Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282-866-797-3282 or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. back with sports take on this thursday Derek gunn rob ellis barrett off today now our next guest usually joins us from a parking lot or some bizarre situation where he's dodging things and it's windy and we never know quite what's going on i'm i'm, I'm curious to see where where he is today where is waldo but where is jordan reynod <laughs> espn nfl nation reporter for the giants oh man we're just we're in the study today we, we don't I'm have the home, usual mother it. nature issues just that we're dealing home. with I, I, I did try to tape something the other day outside, outside the stadium, you know, when Daniel Jones signed his deal. I mean, it was like 40 mile per hour winds blowing. I could like feel the camera going like this. Uh, I'm done. That's it. You become but, like one of those weather guys, Jordan, they send out if there's a, a, you know, a tornado <laughs> coming. We'll get Jordan out there, man. He, he can deal with that kind of stuff. I, I always think about how stupid that is to have that guy. Is it not the dumbest thing? It's like, we get like, it. You're really. You're going to put this dude's or woman's life in jeopardy trying to hang onto a, you know, like a tree yeah. so they don't fly away. It's amazing. It does create a good visual though. You know, we like yeah. to watch it like, Oh my God, look at her. Look at her hat. It's 45 feet down the street. <laughs> when I texted him this morning, I said, I hope you're inside this time, man. Cause yeah. this weather right now, it's sunny outside, but it ain't, it's not the friendliest weather right now outside. No, it's with you again, man, around here. Yeah. <laughs> look at this bookshelf. Nice. I even got some great, bobbleheads that I collected over the days from Philadelphia time. Although, when you have two kids, let me tell you, these kind of things have, like, Tiger Woods is over here, and yep. his, like, foot has been severed. Yep. You know, they're all, like, no head, no arm. Like, Tiger doesn't need any here. more injuries, Jordan. He doesn't need is over here. His bat is missing. Oh, my God. That's a good, that's a good chooch, though. That's a pretty Yeah, quality. it is. This is a good yeah. chooch. This yeah, is a good true. one. There's a Harry and Whitey back here somewhere, Vic. I like it, man. Um, 
like and the, the best one was there was a, they made a Kyle Corver one that had like realish type hair. Yeah, that, yes. It, it wasn't like you know just the bobblehead. It was it was actually had like hair that you could touch and like it was like floppy. It was it was actually very funny. I think yeah, well, it was it was a little bizarre but different. I yeah. would give him he might have got decapitated at this point too. But stuff geez, happens. What do you guys do? Um, all right, so let's hit a couple things. A lot to dig into uh, actually, but. At the end of the day, if you cut through all of it, Jordan, in your estimation, team-friendly deal for Daniel Jones at 37.5, whatever it ended up being, the AAV? I think it was a win-win, okay? So Daniel Jones gets what he wanted, the 40-plus million a year, so over the first two years. So he's getting $82 million over two years. A good number for Daniel Jones, right? Sure. With one really strong season, you know, the rest of it really up and down and a lot of questions about him. So he got that. The concession that he had to make was now, all right, year three, if the Giants really need to get out, if it's a disaster, if the move this doesn't work, they can get out after two years. So and and the three-year average is 37 and a half, which is right about what it probably should be. So I think it's kind of a win-win for both sides if it's both parties. Best I mean Daniel Jones, if he really does play well throughout this deal, he'll either be getting extension going to year four. The, the, the deal is not made to play in year four or he'll be able to hit free agency at some point before he's 30 again. So uh, I, I could see the positives for both sides. Hey, Jordan, uh, first of all, kudos to you because you had put out days before the deal was consummated that, Hey, you thought it was going to be done um, by Tuesday. And then a lot of the national pundits started chiming in. Doesn't look like they're going to be able to get the deal done. Lo and behold, three minutes before the deadline, the deal is announced. Are you surprised um, that they made this kind of commitment to Daniel Jones? Now, he showed improvement in his first year under Brian Dable, but to that degree that they've made this commitment, you're not surprised? No, I'll tell you why. So, Joe Shane's end-of-season press conference, he flat-out said, Daniel Jones, like, we're glad Daniel's going to be back. Like, he was saying, you know, you know, we intend to keep him, and he even said, we flat-out – Daniel's going to be back. So once you say that, you know that they've made an internal decision. They've come to the conclusion, hey, we think we can win with this guy. We don't think this is a flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. We think this is legit. And you know what? The, the, I, the more I think about it, if I go ask Joe Judge right now if he's a believer in Daniel Jones, he would say yes still. If I ask Pat Shermer the same thing, he would say So Daniel Jones now won over three coaching staffs. That would be willing to build around him. Now, they didn't set him up for success. Everybody knows that. You could you could look what's around him. And he didn't play great for, you know, a good mm -hmm. part of the pad, the previous two years. The biggest mm -hmm. problem, though, the biggest question coming into the season and why the fifth-year option wasn't picked up more than anything was the injuries. Yeah. He hadn't played a season without getting injured until this year. This year, he made it through the season. So I think that was like, the final checkpoint. And so, okay. yeah. And once, and then they have the franchise tax, which is the 32 million and the way agents, everybody does it. It's 32 million, 120%. The next year, if you franchise tag a guy again, that's 38 million. So 70 million over two years is basically if they wanted to keep Daniel Jones, that was the minimum he was going to get. So that's the starting point for a deal. $35 million on average. It ends up at, like we said, 37 and a half. When, it, when this all started, I said, the number was going to be thirty-seven to thirty-eight million dollars. That's just what made sense based off a of quarterback and those franchise tags. So it really kind of is what it is. And the reason I was so adamant that I thought it would get done 
when you see two sides work so hard at the combine, I mean, they did two a days sometimes yeah. at the combine to get a deal done, you know, they're motivated. So if you're that motivated to get it done, the feeling to me is at the end, you'll probably find the middle ground. You'll make concessions and you get it done. That's a great point. You have been on this from the jump. All right, before I get to Saquon, um, are you hearing anything in terms of, I think we all realize they got to get receivers, but are, are you yeah. hearing anything in, in, in terms of how they may go about it, who they may target? Are they going to look at the draft? Is it going to be free agency? Will they try to make trades? What, what, what's your, what's your, you know, feel there in terms of the wide receiver and upgrading and giving him those weapons we talked yeah, about. Yeah, unless I mean Joe Shane's gonna have to be really creative here because the number one receiver is AJ Brown's not out there as far as we know. Right? I mean right. the only guy maybe you could put in that category is you hear DeAndre Hopkins is is mm-hmm. uh gonna be traded, but from what I hear like that that I don't think that's gonna be the Giants. So now you're like, well where do you really get a true number one? And I'm not so sure that that player exists this year. So I think the goal might be this year, strength by numbers, you know, uh, free agent, veteran free agent, high in the draft, uh, maybe even add a, a receiving tight end, you know, just yeah, bulk up that receiving core. And when the opportunity presents itself, then you can make the move for the number one. Because the number one receiver out there, according to most people, is Jacoby Myers. You signed Jacoby Myers. Does that do it for you? Is that your alpha that you want for your young quarterback? Okay, we got no. Jacoby Myers as your number one no. target. No. no, no. I'll give you a name. Yeah. Adam Thielen, if he gets cut, might be an interesting one for the Giants. Yeah, like I said, a good veteran. Yeah. I think that actually one is one that when I saw – actually, I heard that a while back that he was not going to be back there. That's mm-hmm. one that does make sense. You know, okay, we can get decent production out mm-hmm. of him. A good veteran to have in the room. Uh, add a rookie, you know, first or second round pick. You know, there's a lot of good second round receivers nowadays. So I don't think it has to be a first. Uh, and then, you know, bring back, you know, Darius Slayton, have Wandale Robinson come back some somewhere along that path. I think that's where we're headed. Uh, well, let's go Saquon then. Um, we know they tagged him, and, and but we, that doesn't mean that that's what it's going to be. They can negotiate with him still. Is your sense that that's going to get done in short order? Will get done before the season? What are you thinking with that? Yeah, I don't – I think that I, they were relatively close even beforehand. But now you got to think about it. Okay, you're a running back. You're entering your sixth professional season. You have a history of injuries. Do you really want to play on the franchise tag? Absolutely not. No, so of course not. So he's he's screwed right now. Let's be fair, right? Yeah. Like he's in a bad spot. It's he, ten million like, a year too. Right, and so the Giants already had a deal that was between twelve. Probably, I think it got up to around thirteen million before they were done talking. So. You tell me. Now he's sitting there staring $10.1 million in the face. There was a deal out there that had him near $13 million a year. I mean, aren't you – don't you be, Matt, automatically then say, I got to take that deal or some version of it. Right. So it'll have some tweaking. But I, I do think it'll get done, and I think it'll get done rather quickly. And what it does for the Giants mm-hmm. is, again, it, is, it lowers the number for this year on the cap and allows them to be more active in free agency and, and as we've mentioned before – finding ways to supplement the offense because with receivers because now they're dumping significant money on two guys that were already there they're not any better they're just the same group they just have them locked in you have to get the uh, reinforcements that's why they need that's why they were working so hard to get jones done they knew they had to get him done in order to give him a better supporting cast otherwise it would be the same as last Mm -hmm. year limited offense Mm -hmm. and so they said okay you want to play with the same weapons then that's what it'll be if you're basically you're on the franchise tag. It will be fairly similar because 
we can't we don't have a ton of money then to go that's 32 million directly against the cap for that year wow. jordan jordan look at, uh, at at one of your recent stories that you said that they are still working with saquon and dexter lawrence trying to sign them to deals you look at the giants right now they're a little bit 19 under the million under the salary cap they just gave daniel jones this money can they honestly get those two signed to deals after giving Jones his money and still put a competitive team on the field? Well, that $19 million is including the Daniel Jones deal already. Right. So that, right. right. Okay. And, and, and it doesn't include – I don't think that includes because I have the number a little bit higher. That probably doesn't include Kenny Galladay getting cut, which is no. officially no, no. happens at the beginning of the league year. Okay. So in a few days. So they'll be in the low 20s. Uh, Saquon will give him a, you know, another three to five, probably something like that. Uh, so now you're talking like you're getting in the 30 range. I don't know. Dexter Lawrence would be a tough one because that's going to be a big number. Yeah. Uh, the, these defensive tackles are about to, uh, yeah, are great. Really, really, we, catch we know. That. yeah, that like that. Those numbers are going to get like over 20 now. Like that's where yeah. that's heavy. Yep. Like Dexter Lawrence might be in like the 25 million dollar range or all said and done. Yeah. It's good mm. to be a big defensive lineman who could do it all. Uh, so I think they'll have enough money, they'll have 30 plus million when all said and done. There'll probably be something done with Leonard Williams too. He counts, I think right now, I think it's like 34 million or 32 million against the cap, which is crazy. Like that, you just can't come back with that. You know, him getting cut is not completely off the table. Uh, So they'll they'll be able to make moves. And now I'm not saying they're going to go out there and they're going to be one of these huge spenders in free agency where they get like five guys. Joe Shane's plan is one or two big free agent moves in off season to supplement the roster and build through the draft. They have a lot of draft picks. They're going to get probably two more uh, supplemental picks too. I'm uh, not sense. supplemental. Could, yeah. Compensatory. Compensatory. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, off the giants for a second, uh, but maybe in sort of a weird related way, but I, I know you, you uh, tweeted about this earlier, but I'm curious your take. What do you think is happening with the Lamar Jackson thing? Like, I, I know he's been tagged by Baltimore, but yeah, there's been a lot of cries of collusion because some reports were teams were like out already. And, and what do you think is going on there exactly? Is it collusion or is it just there, there, there's a little bit more you got to dig into this thing and sift through? I mean, I'm sure there's been discussions between people uh, high up on the ladder about like, man, the Browns, what are they doing? That deal is ridiculous. Like we can't be guaranteeing mm-hmm. in this sport guys that much money because like it's too big an injury risk, right? I mean, you could be stuck holding a pot for like $200 million and not be able to get any production out of it. So I'm sure that they didn't like that. And now that that deal's out there, everyone looks at that. Okay. That's a crazy one-off deal. And so it, it, Lamar's in a tough spot because he's almost like a martyr. He's working with the, with the PA and it's like, hey, you gotta you gotta do this for your players, right? Get that full guaranteed money. And everyone else around the league is like, man, that's a lot of money to guarantee a quarterback, especially one who runs. And then on top of that, is let's say you come up with an innovative way. Okay, fine, Lamar. We'll give you three years, you know, fifty-five million dollars a year and guarantee you the whole thing. You could do that, and then the Ravens could just be like, yeah, okay, fine, we'll just match that. So what'd you do? You just did the work for them. You laid out a structure of a contract. That's a big part of why these deals don't get done with the uh, tag players because the the team that's tagging them can just match it. You did all this work. You alienate a quarterback if you had one there, right? Or you waste time and you, and you don't end up with anything anyway. You're then you're kind of stuck. It's Lamar's in a really weird spot. 
that we really haven't seen in the NFL lately. And uh, he's not like he's going to get paid eventually, right? He's awesome. He's a great player. I mean, did that contract that that the Haslam's gave to to Sean Watson just piss every single owner off beyond belief with all that guaranteed money? I think so. I mean, you you have to think so based on the actions of everyone. Everyone's like, well, I don't want to go there. I don't really want to go there. And at the time you heard it under, you know, under everyone's breath. Wow. They guaranteed him that much money. So it's it's going to be interesting to see if Lamar can get that fully guaranteed deal because if he does, then now that's the floodgates are completely open. Now it's just, as we stand right now, it's a one-off. Yeah. Hey, they're just a dumb team. They just don't know what they're doing. No one else is going to do that. The second it happens a, a second time, everyone else will be, hey, guaranteed contracts. Here we go. Which is good for players and not good for the league. I mean, I mean, it's not bad for the league, but I mean, they can make it. Surely, these people make enough money. Yeah, I think I think the owners can survive. They can deal with it. Hey, Jordan, go back to Daniel Jones for just a moment. And from your perspective, what is the general consensus of the fan base in terms of what the what the Giants have done in terms of putting their faith in Daniel Jones into the immediate future? I think the the forty number. blew some people's heads off right like you know the <laughs> anti there's a big split between the jones the pro and uh anti jones crew i think yeah. of, of giants fans because and look i understand like you might be stuck in mediocrity if you're there for longer but i think the fact that they realize if they pay attention because i don't think people get most of the stuff mm-hmm. uh if they really get the idea that okay we can get out of it for two years it's not like so prohibitive like you're not stuck in mediocrity forever. If you're stuck, like, okay, we're like seven and nine or seven and ten, whatever it is, I still can't get this right. <laughs> I, just, I just can't get it. If they're seven and ten or eight and nine or nine and eight, and you're like, you know, Jones is he's okay, he's good enough, but he's he's never he's not the guy that's gonna get us there, mm. then they could always move off it in two years, yeah. right? And yeah. and like find the Aaron Rodgers, whoever is out there at that time, that whoever the version of that guy is at the, at, at that moment. Uh, so I think they've come around on it a little bit. But the, the bet the Giants have made is simply this, right? So Jones's contract right now, he's, you know, just inside the top 10 of paid quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Hurts will get paid. Burrow, Lamar, Herbert. So Jones will be, like, barely inside the top 15. Yeah. The Giants made a bet, and obviously this is the conclusion they came to, Joe Shane and, and Brian Dable, that we think with the right supporting cast, in this same system, we can get consistent top 10 play from him. And at the, and then in a year or two, they'll be paying top 15 money for a guy that they think is top 10. Mm. Then you're in pretty good shape. I, I That's what they're hoping. That's what they gambled on. What, uh, based off of what we've seen so far, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, or, you know, a couple couple other things here and there, what's your guess for, for Hertz? 50, 52-ish per year? I mean, somewhere around there? 50-ish? Yeah, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a lot. I, yeah. It's going to be over 50, I think, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it, it depends when you, it gets done. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 55, right? Because if you think about it, the yeah. big jump in the cap is coming, right? Mm-hmm. They keep saying about it, talking about it. They're still like, they're still paying back the uh, COVID year a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the pandemic year, yeah. At, mm-hmm. at this point, uh, I, I don't, I think. It's probably not next year, but 25. 
Like the cap's going to be like about, we're going to get to like 300 million soon. I mean, we're not that far off from that yeah. number. No, no. So, you know, when you, we got to look at percentage and I'm not that good at math, but 50, you know, when you're at 55 and it's 300 million, the cap, I mean, what percentage is that? That's probably around what most of these guys are at now. So I don't think that would be crazy. You know, you, because you're in the New York area, and I, I know you focus on the Giants, but you got to hear the scuttlebutt going on with the Jets as well. What are oh, they yeah. think? What are they thinking about how close they are to getting a guy like a you know, future Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers, considering the talent they have on both sides of the football, and all they need is a field general to put them in the same conversation with the likes of a Buffalo. You can see the Jets are all in on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about that. And right now, they're walking on eggshells because they're scared that they're going to mess it up or that all the talk by the media and all this stuff that's swirling is going to make Rogers be like, man, do I really want to be there right now? Like, do I, is that really where I want to go? I played my whole career in green Bay and he complained and whined and had, you know, didn't like how he was covered, called out rap sheet and Schefter recently, like, and now he wants to come to New York. So I think they're very careful right now. Like, don't nobody say anything. We don't want to say anything. And all these things are still bouncing off the wall about Aaron yeah. Rodgers, And they're just hoping it doesn't, Hoping, 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 and praying that it doesn't mess it up for them because you're right. Aaron Rodgers on that, that team, I mean, I've never seen a team have an offensive defensive rookie of the year. I mean, they hit absolute oh. home run smashes yeah, with absolutely. those two guys. Absolutely. That doesn't even include Brees Hall, who was awesome before he got injured, right? Mm-hmm. So he could come back and be the player he was. I mean, you get three guys like that in one draft. Like, you're, you're moving in the right direction. They have some talent there, so – yeah, they could be a force to be reckoned with if Aaron Rodgers gets there. And, and God, they're hoping that happens. Because, like, think about it. They whiff on Rodgers. Where are they going next? The next drop, I, I believe, is Jimmy G. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge gap there, in my opinion. Yeah, Jimmy G looks fine, and you can win games with him when you have this great roster, and that's fine. But, you know, I haven't been alive since the Jets won a Super Bowl. I'm not even sure either you you guys were born the last time they won a Super Bowl. If you were, you were like one. <laughs> I wasn't, Derek. I'll like, go ahead. Your, your turn, I was. <laughs> I was born with him. When they won. Yeah, I was born not with Not much, Reagan. though. Not you much. Were you were in diapers. We'll just say that uh, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, you're right. And then the alternative is what? Zach Wilson? I mean, please. Oh, it, Mike White? No, no chance. My, no Zach chance. Wilson's not playing. That's not an alternative. No, you don't have to worry about no, that. No, I'd be shocked if he's even the backup uh, at this point. Um, we have he won't chance- be the backup. Yeah, I don't think he yeah. We, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since the uh, since the Super Bowl, and just just curious because I know you obviously you keep an eye on the Eagles and what's happening there, and you were watching the game. What'd you think? Uh, you know, I, I think people are still not really over it in this area, as you would expect. But uh, what, what do you think happened in that thing and the, the ten point lead at the half and the whole nine? Yeah, you know, sometimes you just run into the best player in the sport, and I think that's kind of what happened there. They didn't play their best in the second half. They made a bunch of mistakes. They really didn't have the ball, hmm. right? I think the bigger problem is that they, they couldn't get the Chiefs off the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Andy Reid's a great coach. He, he, you know, that was the difference to me. I mean, he he uh, outcoached Nick Sirianni in that game, especially. And, and you know what the funny part, and I was thinking about this. Remember the big knock on Andy Reid forever was he can't make halftime adjustments. Yep. He's yep. so bad. He's so bad. At half- and guess what? He won a Super Bowl, and I, you know what? Maybe he didn't even make halftime adjustments. We just didn't get to see them on the field in the first half. But whatever it was, the second half, they just 
they were so much better. They, they, they made they the little tweaks they made were just enough that they just dominated the game with their offense. But yeah. uh, it just goes to show you the Eagles were right there, man. That was a really good team. And the, the only reason they lost was because they're playing against them. They were playing against the best player in the sport who was lifting guys around him who, quite frankly, I mean, you know, they played a guy named Justin Watson at wide receiver, like 60% of the snaps. Like, that's what Patrick Mahomes is playing with. Everyone's like, oh, Kadarius, Tony. I know. They only trusted Tony to be on the field for seven snaps. Like, their their receiving core is was just not very good, but it was him, Kelsey, and a good offensive line. They ran the ball well on him. Yeah. Well, and that's the other mm-hmm. ironic part is Andy never runs the ball. Oh, okay. Well, no, I know. Yeah, in yeah, that really. game, <laughs> he stuck it in everybody's face real hard right there. Like, I can't run the ball. I'm gonna pass no matter what. Uh-huh. Can't make adjustments. He's really taking himself. I mean, and Gunner, you know, you were there forever with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. He's put himself in such rarefied air as like a yep. coach. It's really commendable. You have to be like, wow. You know, he did a great job in Philadelphia overall. I know it didn't include that Super Bowl, but now he went to Kansas City and he basically put himself in like all-time great coaching. When level. you win two, Jordan, you it's just such a separator from so many other guys, man. Yeah. Well, well Jordan, I, I said that I think one of the biggest kudos for Andy Reid is the fact that you look at his age at 66, 67, he's still able to relate to today's players. We always yeah, hear coaches like and that. former players talk about how difficult it is to, to be a psychologist to these players nowadays. Somehow, some way, this guy, who's basically going to be their grandfathers, um, has found a way to relate to these guys. These guys embrace him. They worship the ground. They, 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 he walks on. They love playing for this guy. That's hard to do in this day and age. It's a good point because, you know, you say that. I don't know if I've ever heard a player, like, recently say they, that you say anything negative. Like, I didn't like playing for Andy Reid or nothing. Like, you never no, hear that. No, you no. never hear that. Yeah, they had problems with Philadelphia in the locker room. But even then, you don't play you, – you don't ever hear players be like, oh, I hated playing for Andy Reid. Like, never. He just has a, a very – uh, natural way of relating to people and interacting. So, it, and it's really just carried on. And I was here for the end of Tom Coughlin, and it was it, it, that it was a little. It was definitely different. Like nobody they didn't dislike him at the time because he wasn't like hardcore Tom Coughlin mm-hmm. anymore. But he didn't have that way of relating and really uh, latching on and understanding the younger, newer player. And mm-hmm. that kind of was his downfall, if you remember, with Odell Beckham. Everyone was like, he was too scared to go up to him and sit him down, even though he was doing a fighting guy on the field with Josh Norman. And uh, Andy just, I mean, kudos to him. And mm. Tom Coughlin, I believe, when he left the Giants was 69. Mm. Wow. So he's like on the verge of 70. And now yeah. Andy Reid's not far from there and trudging along. Doesn't look like he's going to slow down either. No, no. why would no. you? You got Patrick Mahomes at 27 years old. I'm riding that that horse as far as I can ride it. Ooh, for sure. Uh, Jordan, last one for me. You brought up the name. Would the Giants consider bringing Beckham back? Is that even a consideration organizationally? I don't think it's out of consideration. I think the big part of that is money. Hmm. Who's going to pay Beckham? Who's going to give him some, you know, sort of solid guarantee or whatever it is and, uh, I don't think the Giants will break the bank for him. But I do think if you think about it on the surface, it's one of the better options because I understand he's coming back from a second ACL, but and he's older. But, yeah. okay, we're looking for kind of like a stopgap number one. 
he's a guy we could take a risk on, a bet on, and he has upside to play at, I don't know, playing at a true number one level is really realistic for him at this point, right, given the injuries. Yeah. But he could still play at a high level. I, I, I can envision that. So it's not a bad one to say, okay, let's take a shot on this on a shorter deal. It makes sense because we can't fill that number one receiver role. Uh, mm-hmm. But are they willing to pay him? I have some doubts that they're willing to meet that number that he probably wants. But then again, who will meet that number that he probably wants? Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of see how that goes. I think they'll monitor the market, though. I do. All right. Uh, Jordan, man, listen, thanks for hopping on. We, we always appreciate you, bro. Your, your insights, uh, and, and I tell everybody follow you at Jordan Raynon on Twitter, ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Giants and, and the entire league. Let's face it, does a great job. You, you know, you made me think about Beckham. Remember one of his last games against the Eagles was in Philadelphia when he dog peed on the field. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> yeah, he lifted his leg and yeah. Yeah, it was almost Randy Moss-esque where he, he went the other way with it. But yeah, it was a Trump message at the time, if you remember, yep. where he called the NFL players uh, the B word. That's yeah. And yeah. so he peed on oh, the God. field. The, the good old days. Yeah. 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 We miss that kind of stuff. Oh, it, would, man. It, would, it would be good for the rivalry for sure. The oh, rivalry is going to be good, by the way, with a lot of the back and forth that's gone on over the last you since know, the few playoff months. Game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to make it a very fun rivalry. I mean, the Giants might have to win once in a while to make it a robbery, but you know what I mean. Now, look, the division's really interesting. If Washington gets a quarterback, man, the NFC East With is those weapons. Yes, they yeah. are. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. That's the team you don't want to go for Lamar because that's the one that would really benefit and make sense. Yeah. It's a yeah. great point. I agree with you, man. All right, uh, Jordan, thank you, man. We appreciate a couple of Appreciate minutes. you, bro. Be good, man. It's Jordan Raynard. Right does an awesome job covering the Giants for ESPN.com. All right, let's stick it a, sneak it a quickie here, Derek, and let's come back. we got a bunch of us. I'll give you my Creed 3 review. Ah, yes. We didn't get to that. So we I'm waiting that. for this. We will do that. I have a I have an on-this-date for you, which you'll appreciate. I have a – we have birthdays. We have movies. We might swing back to some of those coaching hot seats as well. All right, don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take on this Thursday. Be right back. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online.
Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Final segment of the show. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Eric in the uh, in the Keys doing his fishing thing. Although he's not fishing today because the what did he say it was too windy? Eighty-two degrees, but it's too windy. Too many, too many waves. Yeah, right. dude, I'm fishing from the shore. Even if it's eighty, I don't care if it is windy. If it's too windy to go out on the boat, I'm yeah. finding a nice beach, a nice bay to fish from at the shore. I'm not wasting one moment. If I'm spending that kind of money to go down there, I'm not spending one moment not being able to fish every day. I'm there. I'm with you, man. I, I am with you. All right. Um, so uh, my review of Creed three. So I mentioned off the top, my son and I went to see it last night yep. and um, I got to tell you, I loved it. I, I'm not going to do any really? spoiler alerts. Yeah. I'm not going to give too much away. I know uh, I believe tone is going to see it tonight. So I don't want to give anything yep. away for it to anybody, but um, we went to see it. I, I went in hearing good things. Um, look, you know me, I'm generally, you give me anything rocky, I'm, I'm a sucker for it to begin yep. with. You know that. But I'm telling you this objectively. Like, it was awesome. Like, I was on the edge of my seat. It was – there was suspense. It was well acted. I'll tell you who was great, Derek. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Okay. Plays the the antagonist. He plays the foil in this thing. Okay. Without getting into too much detail. He's, he's sort of the bad guy, if you will. Okay. Um, is flat out awesome. Awesome. And every scene between Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan, who plays Adonis Creed, is intense as hell. Like, it's just really super intense. Hey, hey Rob, between yeah. me and you, did Creed win? I'm not giving you that. I am not. <laughs> You're like my wife. I got home last night. She's like, how was the movie? I'm like, it was awesome. It's just like, did Creed win? I'm like, you know what? All right, enough. You want to know? Go see yes. the movie. Go see the movie. All right? So I'm not going to give it away. But. I will say it's very, very well done, yeah. well acted, and Michael B. Jordan directed it, and it's extremely really? well directed also. Yes. Considering it's the third installment, and the way you're raving about it, that says a lot about the storyline and how much was put into it, because usually when you get to the second, third, fourth storylines, it becomes a little watered down, predictable. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
But the way you're raving about it, and I told you the next time I step in the theater will be to see uh, John Wick Four. But you yeah. may you may have piqued my interest enough to go see this now. Yeah. the The only thing else I would add, I was wondering if it would work without any kind of Rocky or Sylvester Stallone presence, okay. like the first two had. He trained him in the first two. Basically, yep. he was not in it, and it worked. Okay. That was something I was skeptical of going okay. in, and, it, and okay. it still worked. Okay, so I'll just—that's all. I'm not going to give anything else away uh, okay. for people, but I would say it's definitely worth it. Now, you, you don't want to get out to the movies. I get it, but when when it comes to on demand or whatever, it, it's well worth the uh, the time and the the investment. Okay. So all right. Okay. All right. I'll take uh, your word. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and if folks you know want to want to want to chime in on that or anything else, you want to fire some questions our way, please do. Uh, all right. On this date, Derek, March 9th, nineteen sixty one. Mm. Will Chamberlain goes for 67 and 31 in a 40 and playing 48 minutes, 67 points, 31 rebounds it's ridiculous in a 135, 126 win over the Knicks. That's <laughs> Why ridiculous. Was, it like he was always beating up on the Knicks. Then he had the hundred point game. I know. Um, yeah, but that's well, consider, considering how rare big men were back in that era. I'm not surprised he dominated the way he did. But what, what surprises me is that he didn't win more championships. He wasn't in a yeah. situation where he won more championships like a Bill Russell did. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. Bill Russell was only 6'9", but him and him and Will had some legendary battles. Battles, man. You and, and, you know, the, the one thing, with a couple of exceptions, like the 66-67 team when they were loaded, uh, Russell definitely had better players around mm -hmm. him. Um, yep. Yeah, I hear you. I, it's, it's always going to be one of the the eternal questions is why yes. Will win a couple more, that's for sure. Um all right, so let, let's get back. I want to do the hot seat thing, and then and then we'll we'll jump back into uh, to birthdays and movies and all that. So we when we when we left off, I think I hit you with Josh McDaniels, right? We did yes, we did Josh. McDaniels. Did. Okay. Yep. Well, let's go Ron Rivera because I think you know Washington's an interesting case study because they have a lot of talent. They don't have a quarterback, and there's always a lot of other stuff that you have to deal with as a coach, which which sucks. But it's just part of the gig as long as that guy still owns them. Is he on a hot seat? You know, I, I that's a tough one. He may have bought himself an extra year if there's a change in ownership, and especially if they have a huge question mark about who their definitive quarterback is. Now, when you look at his overall record, he's only taken that team to the playoffs, what, one time in his tenure there? I believe that's right. Yeah, I believe that's right. One winning record, if I'm not mistaken, since he's been there. Yeah. But then you look at what he's had to go through in terms of quarterback. Look at the revolving door of quarterbacks he's had under his his tenure there. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, it's not fair to him because they have not had a true franchise quarterback during his tenure in Washington. True. So I think if they could get a Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he would get at least two years with Garoppolo uh, to show what he could do. But I would I would also put, add this caveat. I think. They have to be better than they were. If they got Jimmy Garoppolo, they have to be better than they were a year yes. ago. If they have a quarterback that's, yes. I don't say serviceable, but a guy who could take you yes. to the playoffs, you better be in the playoffs. Yes, you have yeah. to. Even if you finish nine and eight, you have to be able to get over that threshold again. If you you have everything else you need. Now, you, granted, you got to fix the offensive line, first of all. If they could just fix the offensive line to get the quarterback, which is two huge components, you have to get to the playoffs. 
They have everything else they need. Even in the middle of the defense is not dominant, but they do have a pretty good defense. Um, but you have an offense that that can take you places you want to go. Receivers, and even nice if they got bounced, yeah. Even if you got bounced in the first round, you have to cross that threshold of the playoffs to secure yeah. your job at least one more year after that. But if they end up going into a season with a Sam Howell for a quarterback, I think it whoever the ownership is, you have to give this man a better opportunity to succeed at least one more year beyond that. I think it's a great point. I, I do. I think it's a really good point. Uh, all right. I'll ask you about this one because you you understand this organization as well as anybody, uh, the Packers. Is is Matt LaFleur – and granted, we could be looking at Aaron Rodgers leaving. Like, There's a lot potentially happening here. Is he on a hot seat, or is you think he's safe? I think he's safe. If you go to Jordan Love, you have to give this man two years for Jordan Love to be in his system. You know, everybody wondered, uh, can Matt LaFleur win without Aaron Rodgers? Is he that good of a coach? First three seasons there, they have 13 wins. You know, can he win? Well, last year they bottomed out. They had no receivers. Defense got beat up. They were decimated by injuries on defense. Um, and they finished, eight. They finished what, eight and nine, I believe it was, and uh, didn't make the playoffs. Because they lost that last game to Detroit, they were both eight That's and right. eight. That's right. Um, uh, he gets at least two years. You can't you can't give Matt Lafleur, even though even though this guy's been in the system for three years, he hasn't been in the system game wise. You got to be able to see what this guy can do for a full year um, and then some. So I would mm-hmm. say Matt Lafleur gets that gets that 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 carte blanche of having more than one year to prove that he can win with this new young quarterback. Because as we know, anytime a first-year quarterback is in a system, it's some growing pains. Now, he sat on the bench. You know, he's gone through the practice reps, but it's not like going through game reps, going against different defenses, different schemes to see if he can read defenses properly. It's going to take a good half a season for them to figure that out with Jordan Love. And they better hope they're, they're upside, you know, right side up instead of bottom side up, you know, at that point once he figures it out, and then you go from there. But I think he gets at least two years with Love uh, before people start crying foul with Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. We, we don't know if Jordan Love can play or not. Forget about where he was no, we drafted. Don't. We have no, no idea. He came, in, he came in and had a decent game against the Eagles. He, he did. He actually did play well. Yeah. He did. Uh, but you got to do it over a course of 17 games now. Yeah, you and know? I think, he look, he had a nice advantage of not being thrown to the Wolves right away. He got to, to watch up close, learn how to be a pro, whatever Aaron Rodgers is, you know. Yeah, learn some things from him, some takeaways and all those kind of things. So, Well, I um, do remember when he was coming out of college, the consensus from all the scouts on him was has all the intangibles to be an exceptional quarterback at the NFL level. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, now it's a three-year wait, so now it's his time to shine if, if, if the Jets pull off this deal with Aaron. And it's critical for him contractually, too. Absolutely. Uh, too. All right, this one, this is another one I'd put in the category of, without a doubt, like you need like a, a, a flame retardant suit wearing this, this one. Todd Bowles. I mean, I, sure. I don't think Tampa is going to like, I'm I, frankly, I'm, I, and it's a little bit unfair to him. It was only one year and a lot was going on with Brady and whatnot, but I think he's in a really tough spot this year, Todd, because I think they're going to stink. Bruce, Bruce Arians, uh, boy, he get out at the right time oh. with that organization and Man. Todd Bowles. I love him. He's such a humble guy. He, you know, he's, he doesn't say a whole lot. He tells you just enough. Uh, but I think I, unfortunately, I think Todd Bowles falls in a category of, Great coordinator, but just not head coach material. You know, yeah, I, hate to I, say that I, because, I agree. And look, there he's know. that's there's no shame in that. There's a lot of guys who fit no, that bill. No, no, I think Nathaniel Hackett is the same guy. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, good coordinator, but just not head coach material. And, and obviously Denver gave up on Hackett before one full season. They saw that, hey, man, this is a disaster, you know. Um, and Hackett's back where he should be, being a coordinator, orchestrating an offense instead of running the whole show. I think Todd Bowles is that same guy. Now mm-hmm. Todd Bowles is in quite the predicament. He doesn't have a quarterback. Um, they've got to figure out what they're going to do on defense. You know, hopefully they can stay healthy on defense. Um, I, I think he's on one of the hottest seats you could possibly be on going into 23. Okay. All right. I'm, I'll throw this one at you. And I don't, uh, you know, I feel like he's almost got one foot out the door. So it, it's almost a self-induced hot seat a little bit here, but okay. Sean McVay, you know, I mean, I know it sounds crazy. They, they only, they, it was two years ago. They won it, but given, you know, they're, if they're really trying to trade Stafford and, and all the guys that have, you know, left, I, I think they're mm. going to be bad. I don't even yeah. know if it's if it's them throwing him out or him saying, "All right, I gave you one more year, guys. I'm out. I'm going to go do TV for two years and, and make tons of money doing that. And come back out, you know, somewhere else in, in, in a little bit." What, what do you think about McVay? Uh, I agree. The fact that it was even contemplated that he wanted to leave after they bottomed out this year tells me that here's a guy who who may who may force his way out of a bad situation, especially if they don't have a quarterback. If they trade. If they if their if their mindset is to trade Stafford now to get younger, it, as good of an offensive mind as McVay is supposed to be, I think if he doesn't go to a, a spot where he can be an offensive coordinator uh, at a team that's ready to to make significant gains, I do believe that he would bow out and go go do something else other than coaching until the right opportunity. He's considered he's still considered this boy wonder offensive mind, yeah. but he walked let's face it he walked into a gold mine of riches. When he took that Rams job, you know, they just had to add a few more pieces for for them to win that Super Bowl, and they did. They along the way they added the Jalen Ramseys, they added, you know, uh, Von Miller, all these guys, you know. Yeah. So Traded they added Stafford. the right pieces, yeah, yeah. Stafford, you know. So they they got the pieces. Now all of a sudden it's unraveling. Um, he he may try to jump ship. I, listen, I'm, I'm with you. I, I I think it's one more year, and especially if it's a miserable year, he's gone. He's gone. And then mm-hmm. the Rams will look at it like, all right, you want to walk yeah. either. We're going to, I don't know how many years he has left on his deal, but yeah, take off and we'll get some compensation back for you yeah. and, or yep. You yep. Know, whatever. Uh, and he could certainly, he won't have a hard time finding a job in TV. If he no. Wants no, heck that. no, that's for sure. All right. That, that was the, uh, the coaching hot seats. Um, all right. Uh, let's hit some birthdays here. Let's do some birthdays. birthdays. We have uh, Oscar Isaac, the actor who is really uh, good actor. Yeah, he is. He, he's he maybe doesn't have the name power uh, no. that some others do, but he's everything he does. He's generally really good, and he was actually pretty funny. I saw a couple of skits he did on Saturday Night Live too, where he was pretty good. Okay, uh, he's. 40, I thought he was very 40. good in Triple Frontier and uh, X Men Apocalypse. Now, I thought he yep. was really good in both of those. Now, oh, do you know what else I meant to mention to you uh, that looked good in the mm. trailers last night when I went to see Creed? Mm. There's a George Foreman movie coming out. Yes. It looked really good. Yeah, it looked really good, and yes. it walks you through his childhood. What, the first time around, when he was like this mean, nasty dude, angry, yeah, uh, you know, and then the comeback when he was friendly George with the shaved head and all yeah. that. It's it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. He ta- trailer, you know, d- during his lifetime, he talked about how before he lost to Muhammad Ali, he thought he was invincible in yeah. a lot of ways. And Muhammad Ali, the loss to Ali really humbled him in a lot of ways, which made him step away for a while. And then, you know, he said he heard a voice from God saying it was time to come back. 
and, and you know, and obviously he was in financial financial dire he, straits. He became a preacher, and it was he wasn't. Yep. It was just he was just struggling, yeah, financially Absolutely. in a big way. Yep. So uh, that that's a movie that's piqued my interest also. Yeah, it looked good. Um, all right, so uh, Bobby Fischer, the uh, the chess expert, uh, tortured genius, uh, but a guy who had a lot of problems, was born on this day in 1943. Um, Brittany Snow, the actress, she's been in a lot of stuff, Pitch Perfect, yep. a bunch of other stuff. She's 37 years old today. Bow Wow is yep. 36 uh, today. Uh, Raul Julia was born on this day in 1940. Guy who passed away relatively young, good actor. Yep. Uh, Linda Fiorentino uh, is 63 days. She's a Philly native, uh, is yep. Linda. South Philly. Yep. South Philly. Uh, Will Gear, who was on the Waltons, was born on this day in 1902. He was the, the grandpa, I think. The, the, yep. the yes, he child. was. Emmanuel Lewis, one of your favorites. Webster, uh, getting it done. Uh, his Alex Karras <laughs> was his uh, <laughs> father in the uh, oh man in the Webster show. He's fifty two years. How is how is Emmanuel Lewis fifty two? I mean, I was gonna say he's still a kid to me. I mean, shouldn't he be like twelve perpetually? Yeah, every yes, single year? man. Crazy. Uh, Julia Benash, I, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, is fifty nine today. The actress, the Boz himself, Brian Bosworth, is fifty eight today. What a uh, bust. Ugh. Yeah, the pro career was not what he uh, what he thought it was. We all thought it was going to be. Well, he, he turned. Out, he, I thought it was pretty good in the longest the remake of Longest Yard. With he's uh, not Adam a bad actor. I no, know people not. are going to kill me for this. He's really not terrible. No, I thought he was decent in it. He that did movie. a couple like biker movies, and he's yep. he's not awful. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, Matt Barnes is forty three. The uh, former NBA player, now analyst. Uh, one of your favorites, Jeffrey Osborne, is seventy-five oh, yes. today. Oh, oh yes, right. He's on the wings of love. Is that is that one of his? Uh, oh, yep. And uh, back in love again. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, baby, stay with me tonight. Was that him? Oh. Also, there you go. See, look at you. Come on, Mister Diversity. <laughs> Mister Diversity. Um, <laughs> all right, what else do we have here? Uh, what else do you got? Birthdays. Oh, Benito Santiago, the catcher for the Padres for oh, many years. Yeah. Great catcher. He's 58 now. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Haslam, who owns the Browns, the Columbus Crew, and now just bought a piece of the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. First of all, if I'm the Bucks, I'm not selling anything to anybody from, from Ohio, especially with the Cleveland Cavaliers there. I'm not selling anything to him, period. No. Uh, the great shortstop, Bert Campanaris, 81. Yeah, from Oakland A. Yep. Uh, the rapper, actor, Chingy, is 43. Yep. Steve Wilkos, the former Chicago cop who hosts his whole show, used to be a part of the Jerry Springer show. He was the bouncer on Springer. Yeah, he was. He's 59. Yep. Former major leaguer and manager Aaron Boone. Yep. Uh, is 50. Yep. Najee Harris, Steelers running back, 25. Yep. Uh, this will take you back in history a bit. Cato Kalen. Oh, my God. O.J. Simpson. Yeah, yeah, he lived in the guest house. <laughs> From the great city of Milwaukee is 64. He got. He had his 15 seconds of fame during the whole he did. trial. Yep. Uh, Mark D'Antoni, D'Antonio, um, is yep. f- f- coach from Michigan State football, 67. Yep. A uh, little history note for you. Uh-huh. Amerigo Vespucci, uh, the great explorer. You don't remember Amerigo Vespucci? What? No. Did you even pay attention to history class? <laughs> Not enough, obviously. Good Lord. Uh, he was born in uh 1512. Okay. Mickey Spillane, a great uh, mystery writer. He was a great um, writer. He was you a know, character. um, most of it. You know who is? Do you remember who his signature uh, signature character was? It was. Now, this, uh, this will take you back. Oh man, I he had uh, Mike Hammer. There you. Oh, you are good. 
Yes. yes. Mike Hammer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bobby uh, Bobby Campos, who was in the Scream series, mm-hmm. uh, is 40. Yeah. Uh, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. Formerly Chris Jackson. Did you see that? Did you see that? No, I, you know, Dude, you gotta see this. I heard it's awesome. I was talking to uh, Mike, Mikey Miss, Mike Missinelli about it. And he said, yeah. you gotta, you gotta watch this man. It's really good. So I, I do have to check that out. I heard what's it on Netflix or uh, no, it's on Showtime. I believe it was Showtime. I saw it on, okay. but we do what the NBA did to him. And he was, a, he was an assassin when he was a player in terms oh. of a shooter. I remember him at LSU. He, oh, he played my with goodness. Shaq for a year, I think. Dude, yeah. what the NBA did to him because he stood up on it for its beliefs was a crime, man. And they have all these great interviews with former teammates, friends of his. Dude, this you this is something you have to watch. Okay. What a great what a riveting story. I'm I'm in. Yeah. And and find out where he is in his life right now. Okay. Uh who else did I have here? Uh Sean Salisbury, the quarterback, 60 years old. Yep. Uh he does Mike. morning morning sports talk in, in uh Houston. Houston, yep. Matter of fact, uh, he replaced uh, Josh Ennis. Remember uh, Josh Ennis? Do I, <laughs> do I remember that clown? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. and then yep. uh, finally, Mike Leach, the former uh, coach at Texas Tech, unfortunately oh, passed, away. Yeah. passed away in December of this past year. He was a master mastermind behind the air raid offense. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, he was yeah. only sixty-one years old. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, I, you, you mentioned Aaron Boone. Very cool. Uh, so he, he turned fifty, right? So yep. he's. Uh, Imagine the Yankees and they, they were, I guess they were all like kind of give him a hard time. Like, oh, you can't hit a home run, man. You can't hit a home run. It's his players and whatnot. Yeah. So he got, he got in the cage today and jacked one. He hit one on his 50th. Did birthday. he? Yeah. Yeah. And did That's a little, awesome. little pip walk after he hit it just, just to kind of give him a little, there, there you go, go. voice. Yeah. Take um, that boys. That's right. All right. Let's do some movies here. Uh, excellent. 300, which is a great one. Oh, uh, man. 2007 that came out. House party. I know you had your hair just like Kid and Play. Oh I yeah. Know oh, you know, you know it. <laughs> 1990. That was the original. I think they did three, maybe at least two. Uh, three. No, it's three. It's it three. three. Yep. Uh, Splash with Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Yep. It was 1984. And this one, man, I remember this from being a kid. This was a scary one. Children of the Corn. Yes. Oof. That movie freaked me out, man. Yeah, no, no, thank you. After the uh, first one, I, I haven't watched any of the other ones. Yes, I was good was with, it. with the first one. That was it. All right, you got any more? Because we're running out of uh, time. The Outsider came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then the movie comedy Gringo was pretty good in 2018 yeah. as well. Yep. All that's, right. it. That, that's it, man. All right, we have Sal Pal tomorrow. Uh, I want to thank Tone to Shields. Tone, great job uh, producing the program. Everybody and in the Xander jumped in for the last half hour. Oh, and, and Xander, too. Yeah, Tone uh, had to take off and go to the Maxwell Awards. Oh, right, right. Uh, yep. every, everybody in the chat section, appreciate you guys. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Tell a friend, and we'll be back at it tomorrow. Derek and I, same place, same time. Stay tuned for the National Football Pray Show. Pray for me, brother. Pray for me. I got baby duty tonight. You need all the help you can get. Get some <laughs> sleep, man. All right, uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. Whoa. We are Sports Take. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, 
we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.